What's going on, beautiful world? Welcome to another episode of the Black Sheep Perspective. Today is actually the first episode of season four, man. I took off a couple of months. Um, you know, the rise of the pandemic, uh, the, the uh, Omicron. We were in, the, in, in November, December. Everybody's busy cooking turkey, visiting families, doing all kind of shit, spending money they shouldn't, things of that nature. So, you know, you got to be choosy with this type of stuff. I didn't want to force it upon anybody, so that's why I took that time off. But you guys are here again. I'm here again. And today's episode is with a good friend of mine that I've known for quite a while who has had an amazing roller coaster of a ride that I just happened to find out and learn some details on. And when I saw her journey building up through social media, because that's what a lot of us do nowadays, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we feel like we get to know somebody a lot more through their social media, especially if you're expressive enough, you know, and, and you put certain things out there. And when I saw the route, the, the path that you took and everything you got into, and I reached out to her, and, and she's here today, and we're going to talk about her journey and, you know, what, what took her that route and why she chose, you know, what, what it is that she does. And I'm very intrigued to hear all about it. Romy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and congrats on season four. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for being the first person. Um, we met a long time ago. 14 years ago. 14 years ago. 14 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Before you motherfuckers start clowning on us like we're old, tell them how we met, Romy. Tell them what we were doing. Yeah, we were doing a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah, we were partying. (laughs) Miami, South Florida has this, um, what a lot of the rest of the world doesn't have. I'm not showing off. This is the truth. We got a certain beaches and islands that surround our peninsula very small ones, but when you ever have these islands that are typically used for fishing and stuff like that, they're not like a bunch of islands like Bahamas. But whenever you have these islands, you have sandbars because, you know, the sand builds up from the change of tides and so on and so forth. I'm not going to talk to you like I'm a fucking, you know, marine biologist or whatever. But <laughs> these sandbars next to these islands, well, down here in Florida, especially South Florida, boats would go out there, tie up to the sandbar, anchor, anchor to the sandbar, line their boats up beautifully. Boats would be almost connected to boats. And before you know it, you have what we used to call a pachanga. A pachanga. <laughs> that was our life. <laughs> so um, you were invited out there. Um, and, and eventually our, our groups mm-hmm. met, so on and so forth. What was that like back then for you? Because you were a lot younger than what I was. Well, you know how I was. <laughs> yeah. I was crazy, party girl, like drinking a lot. And I was doing all sorts of drugs and just out there, just living my life were you were you kind of influenced to do that outside of the sandbar or is that something that you picked up because of the partying at the sandbar the which drugs because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which ones there's different but um no i i started with that before the sandbars and all that and and are you open to speak about that as yeah, to like you know 100%. what was it's so, not something i hide it's part of my journey i i'm always surprised as to how early some people started, mm-hmm. what influenced them to start it. And this this goes not just drugs. Cigarette smoking always mm-hmm. blows my mind. I thought I tried weed out at an early age, like at 13, 14. Tried it out. I wasn't smoking. I hear people whooping my ass at 11 and 10 and 12, and they started smoking. They were already, like, heavily smoking. Blows my mind. So, you know, we know that all type of things can influence you to make these decisions? What were the ones that led you, and I guess take us through the phases as, you know, when did, when did something else kick in? Well, if we're going to talk about all substances, like with alcohol, my mom had like a little bar. And at six years old, I used to go and take a shot before school because it made me warm. And I lived in New York. 
Ole mole. <laughs> Nobody knew. But I just liked it because it made me warm. I don't remember being like woozy or anything, but yeah, I would take shots. And that obviously had to play some type of role where of you course. where you realize, you know, when you reach for something that you're not supposed to, mm-hmm. it can do certain things for you. Yeah, cigarettes, I first tried them when I was like nine years old. And it was just because my mom smoked, my sister smoked, and it just looked like, oh, I want to be grown too, and I want to smoke. Like You mimic your role models, right? Mm-hmm. So I tried that. And I also tried weed for the first time when I was nine. I and thought it was oregano. How did, but how did that happen? Did someone leave a joint lying no. around? It was, okay, so my my mom, she's one that she likes to um, bring people in and, like, Captain save a hole and, like, so many people have lived with us throughout, like, my childhood growing up. And one of them was my older sister's stepsister. So, she like, just, like, allowing people who were somehow connected, like, to yeah. sleep at the house because yeah. they were going through issues Homeless or whatever? and shit, yeah. Wow, okay. So... Yeah, my mom's superhuman is hearing when it comes to that. So this um, girl comes living with us, and she was just, like, really crazy. And I remember one time, like, she's like, oh, do you guys want to smoke, like, oregano? And I'm thinking, okay, you know. She was weak. Why would she <laughs> say oregano? Because she was crazy. I don't know. Looks I mean, like it. In, in prison they do that. <laughs> That'll get you in trouble, but... Yeah. So she offered that. So you tried yeah. it and it was That's actually That's when weed. I tried it when I was like nine. And you remember getting high? Yeah. A lot of people, the first time they smoke, they don't really no. get high because they don't know how to inhale the right way and everything no. else. I remember being like woozy and being like, why am I sleepy? So, and then what? It just contained. No, there was just that one time when I was like nine. I still lived in New York at this time. And I moved down to Miami when I was 12. And at 13, I started hanging out with people that I that weren't like the best influence, you know, for that age. I was hanging out with older people. And then that's how I started smoking weed at 13. And it was not like like how you said that you just tried it. No, like I was smoking like blunts every single day at, starting at 13. What made you guys come to New, from New York to Miami? We lived in Washington Heights, and it was like a really bad neighborhood. So my mom was raising three girls by herself and my, my handicapped grandmother, and she was just seeing how... You know, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And she did not want to ha- keep having us living in that environment. So she brought us down here. Obviously, if you don't mind me asking, what happened with your old man, your dad? Okay, so my dad, he he left when I was about four years old. I, I actually do remember the day that he left. And things just didn't work out between him and my mom. And he just left. He, he remarried and had you know, family and stuff, but I always had, like, a really good relationship with my dad. Like, I was always daddy's little girl, even though he wasn't really around. So you guys still, you still maintained mm-hmm. contact with him, yeah, even yeah, to yeah. this day? Well, my dad actually passed away in okay. 2020. Well, he didn't pass away. He actually, you know, committed suicide. So it was really difficult during that time, but... Man, sorry to hear that. Uh I always do that. I always stick my foot in my mouth. It's there okay. It we just started. Why not? Let's start. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I don't know why I have that track record of of I just randomly catch up to somebody and then I ask this question that happens to lead to the most worst story they want to tell me and it's like fuck I had to be the one to ask that of you. Something, something simple. Still driving that awesome car, bro. Can you believe that shit got totaled like two months ago? I'm like, oh, fuck. Why did I have to ask that? Um, but your whole face started changing. I'm like, 
this is the direction we're going. It's you fine. know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is what it, it is, is what but it is. um, and it's also a good way of therapy. You know that mm-hmm. talking about things, no, yeah, but um, okay, so you guys moved over here. Your dad wasn't really in the picture for a minute. You maintained some type of, you know, uh, yeah, he would visit, and then my family from his side of the family, you know, lives here, so I I have a relationship with them, but my dad would come and visit. But I wasn't. I would never lived with my dad. I wasn't with him all the time. I did talk to him a lot, like every day. And was your mom still being Captain Saban while you guys were in Miami? Always the to this time. day. She just the other day, like she doesn't stop. She doesn't stop. <laughs> How come she hasn't? Like you guys can't get through to her. Have you guys? I mean, there's three of y'all. All I'm y'all would have. <laughs> what? Oh man, here we go. We're gonna start with that. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, no, I've talked to her. I'm like, you need to stop because she always gets screwed. You know, she likes to see the good in people and help everybody. And she's like, ay, paparecito, you know, like, whatever. I'm like, what about you? Like, when are you going to be selfish? Was she was she a little bit too worried about helping other people where she kind of missed seeing you get into bad habits? I don't know about your sisters, but at least you. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that that, that kind of happened? Um, yes, in a way. And also, like, some of the people that she did bring around, she didn't really see them fully for who they were. And they weren't, like, the best people to have around us. And you say that as because they were influencing you guys? or they, they Yeah, were like, influencing us. And then, you know, just, I mean, they came from broken homes a lot of the time. So it's just, just they were not healthy mentally. So that just made us crazy. Like, we're in that energy of, like, yeah, what right. are we going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. And then whatever they're saying or acting or overreacting, you're kind of picking that up little by little. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously through years mm-hmm. because your mom's still still doing it to this day, obviously. But um, uh, so well, when we met, I couldn't tell that, you know, you had all kind of shit going on. Oh. Um, you were definitely a, a sweetheart that everybody was, you know, to, was fond of. And um, I think, well, we partied out there for how long? How long were we doing that? I mean, I know I did way more than you, but. You came in and out with what, like within a year? Yeah, I mean, with the same crowd, but I was doing it for a while. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, anybody who's from South Florida who knows what we're talking about, you know, those boat party days, I'm sure they still do a little bit of it. <laughs> the regatta as well. I'm sure they still do a little bit of it, but we know it's nothing like it used to be. Oh, no, it was insane. It was crazy. Yeah, it was very club-like, like dead-ass Yeah, it was a club-like. club on the water. There was, there was people with DJ boots mm-hmm. in their boat, this DJ booth would take care of about 12 boats on that side. Then you got a quick little space opening, and then boom, here comes another And whole you're roller. getting on strangers' boats, yeah. like nothing, and everybody's yeah. friends, and it's yeah. just And every drug, every drug you know was out there. I remember when it fell apart, it was because there was a huge fight. Yeah, we were part of it, but no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't like <laughs> was I involved there? like that. <laughs> it was a it was a massive bottle throwing fest. Yeah, it was literally like a braveheart scene of these boats were on this person's side and this boat was on this person's side, and bottles just went flying twenty feet. People, it was bad. It was ugly. It was messy. It was bloody. Cops came mm-hmm. in the water. Imagine right. that. You know, right. cops being called to come out there. So uh, yeah, and then that's that's what changed the dynamic of everything. It never never became the same. So. Um, Take us past that, Romy. So evidently, uh, what people don't know is, you know, you you uh, met somebody who happens to be a friend of mine as well, mm-hmm. good good dude, and you got, I don't know, you guys, you got, you got married. We got married. Yeah. I, I got pregnant. And then once I got pregnant, I was just like, oh, shit, like, I cannot keep on on the path that I am, right? I want to do better for my child. 
So obviously, like I stopped doing all the drugs and I was just really focused on just being home and with my family and my kid. And I wasn't like going out anymore. I definitely never like did like cocaine again. And and weed is weed. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get back to that. But, (laughs) you know, whatever. But Mm -hmm. not while I was pregnant. I didn't do anything. So once he was born, like I have such a beautiful connection with him. Like I always say, like he's the one that saves me. From being like really like going down off the deep end. Right. And just time started evolving, started evolving. I started getting into my physical fitness. Like I always worked out, but I never really understood like what really was healthy. And then I always suffered from depression and anxiety. And I realized like once I started working out that it was making me feel better. So I got heavy into like I'm working out every single day no matter what. And through that path, I started finding other things i started going to therapy and i do have a lot of childhood trauma that i wanted to resolve i wanted to be a better parent for my kid and in that process my therapist advised me oh you should try yoga and i'm like absolutely not (laughs) you can't see yourself going that far absolutely not i'm not that's very boring Mm -hmm. i like to run i like to lift i like to move and she's like just try it and i'm like I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll look up. During that time, there wasn't any, like, yoga studios like there are now. Like, there was nothing. So I made the, made the effort, and I looked up. There was nothing around. I'm like, okay, I tried. So when I go back, I'll tell her that I tried, and there's nothing in my area. But then, like, that same week, somebody that I follow on, on Facebook posted that her friend was starting to teach yoga in Kendall. And I was like... Fine. The universe is talking to me. It's literally, I'm like, fine, I'll go. And then <laughs> when I when I went, I was like, where the hell is this place? It was like at a warehouse. I don't like to be late at all. Like people that know me know like Romy's about being on time. Yeah, I'll She's tell you that like, when we linked up that last time, I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, here you go. I'm confirming our appointment. <laughs> yeah, you did do that. I was like, who does that? <laughs> I not, do. I'm not picking up your kids. What's going on here? <laughs> So I was like so late, like 10 minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to go home. Like, I'm not going to show up to somebody's classes late. But something inside of me was like, just show up. It doesn't matter. And I was like, fine. When I show up there, it was just like two other people. I roll out my mat. And as I start moving, I realize that the class is nothing like I thought. Like it was a power yoga class. So power yoga is more movement. It's very fast. It's like a workout. Right. And I was like fuck yes, this is good. I love this. I'm coming back. Done. Like, I'm in. So I started going for the workout twice a week, every every single week. Because I worked from home, too. So that was, like, a way for me to get out of the house, too. Because there would be days that I would just literally see my kid and my husband, and that's it. So I started going, started going. And then in that process, I remember the day that I left class, and I sat in my car, and I was like, this is different. Like, I feel different. There's something more to this. And I became, like, more open to everything, like the meditation. Like, I would, in our bodies, we hold a lot of trauma. Like, especially our hips, we hold a lot of emotions. So you could be in a yoga pose for a while, and if you really surrender, you could feel certain things coming up. So I'll be in a pose, and I'll literally be crying. And I don't even know why it's happening, but I'm releasing. And then I started realizing that this practice was making me heal. Now, uh, as as you're experiencing this 
whether whether it was during or, or during your teachings, but did your yogi instructor tell you this concept that you just said in regards to like you, you know some of you guys hold emotions within your body, especially your mm-hmm. hips, and if you do this and you find yourself getting emotional, that's a good thing. Yes, yeah. you did. She yeah, kind of she, she's amazing. So like, this didn't just sneak up me. on you. No, no, okay. she she guided us very well. I love her. Like she she made me fall in love with this practice. Give her a shout out. Yeah. Debbie <laughs> Gonzalez, I love you. Stretch work yoga. She's my girl. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so then you had this moment and you, you realized this is deeper than what I thought and what I, what, what followed mm-hmm. what followed from there. Well, I was still not understanding everything that was happening. So like I would I was still like drinking a lot. So I would show up to class sometimes drunk. And I was like, really? <laughs> Romy, Romy walks in. People Happy are, hour. No, nobody people, knew. I'm very are, good at hiding. Girl, you know that shit was coming out of your pores. These well, girls these girls didn't want to tell you anything. <laughs> Romy's drunk again. Um. Uh, maybe. <laughs> so you're going but, in there with a little buzz and, yeah. and what happened? But no, it was just like, I was not really in the mental space to really grasp everything that was about to happen for me mm. so the yoga was a big part of it the meditation also was huge for me like sitting with myself and initially I was like I think too much I can't meditate like it's not gonna happen and then learning that meditation is not about not having any thoughts because if you don't have any thoughts you're enlightened like Buddha so congrats or you're dead so it's normal for our brains to bring thoughts into our, our heads. All you have to do is come back to your breath and come back to your breath. And practicing that started making me calm. And my anxiety started going away. Plus, helping my depression with the working out, with the yoga, with the meditation, everything. It was like all coming together. Why did you have, I think, you might have mentioned it, but I thought you said anxiety. What, what was it that was going on in you or in your head, or, you know, you, you don't have to, you can spare us details, but what is it that had you depressed? You said to help you with your depression. Why were you s- somewhat depressed during this time where you have your first son, you're married, and you're going to yoga class, and th- and you're working out? So that's the thing with trauma. Like, our life could be perfect. Like, we could have, you know, the person, we're getting along with our spouse, we have a beautiful child, we have a home, we have a good career, whatever, whatever, whatever. But if you don't fix the shit inside of you, you're not going to It's really a facade, kind of? Yeah, but not if you don't know any better. Because okay. it's not like I was being fake. Okay. I just did not know any better. Makes sense. So it, it stems from childhood trauma. So we all have trauma. Some people are like, no, I don't have any trauma. But like, there's little trauma and then there's big trauma. So my trauma, I have sexual trauma. I have physical abuse trauma. I have abandonment issues from my dad leaving. And, like, when I say abuse, like, I was literally, like, my getting my ass beat, like, almost every single day. You know what I mean? Like, from my older sister, not my mom. My mom had to work two jobs in order to support us. So it was just, like, I never felt safe. And I was always scared. And I was always anxious. Like, what's going to happen today when I get home? And then I used to get bullied at school. So I didn't have a safe space. It wasn't like I went to school and I got a break. I would go to school and then I would get picked on until... I would get in a fight because I couldn't take it anymore. So that lives in our bodies. And then you're learning those patterns of being that way. You're always scared. You're always anxious. You're always like, that doesn't go away if you don't do anything about it. So even as an adult, 
if I don't have anything that's causing me this anxiety or causing me this depression, I'm still, this is my norm. And when did you find that out? Once it I was started, yoga? Well, I started doing personal development work. I started listening to audios and podcasts because I refused to read. At, at this point, have you had, you, you had mentioned the therapy earlier. Mm-hmm. That happened earlier than yeah, this? Yeah, it was earlier before, like, I had my, once I had my son, like, I felt like I was so busy, like, trying to manage and, you know, because my, my ex-husband, he also, like, worked, you know, a really crazy schedule. So I was at home with, with the little one a lot okay. by myself. So I was just like, so I stopped going to therapy. And I started working on myself by myself. And I just started listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts. And the reason that happened is because on my commute to work, I had to start going back into the office. I worked from home for a while. I had to deal with being in traffic from Kendall to downtown every single day. And, like, what am I going to do for this time? You chose to empower yourself. Correct. But I didn't even know that that's what I was doing. I was just doing it, right? And then I started Can you imagine learning. most people would, more more people would do that instead of just jamming out, hey, I get it, I love music too, yeah, but, same. you know, if you would choose two or three days, those of you who get stuck in traffic mm-hmm. more often than others, choose two or three days that when you are stuck in traffic, fucking listen to some shit that's going to mm-hmm. make you smarter, wiser, you know, whatever, things of that nature, but yeah. it's good to hear I that I turned that my vehicle into, like, my academy. For me That's, to learn. If you, if you only knew that I do the same thing so often, I, I, a lot of times I just drive around with no, nothing on. Nothing. Yeah, same silent. I'm just silent and I'm just, all right, think about your day, Wes. You got about 15 minutes before you pull up to the gym. Mm-hmm. Think about what you're going to do. Because once I go to the gym, I crank up, I turn into a different zone, you know, Correct. so on and so forth. So, but okay, so then this started enlightening you and you started mm-hmm. kind of, the therapy was a little kickstart, acknowledging that you had some issues, getting into this yoga exposing some things, realizing there's different remedies there, and then you started Mm -hmm. going in a lot deeper, and then here you are. Yeah. Well, there was still a lot that happened before then. I I felt like I reached a point in my life where there was only so much I could do for myself. I feel it doesn't matter how many books I read. It doesn't doesn't matter, like, what I listen to. I need somebody that knows more than I do to help me level up. And that's when I hired my first life coach. So I hired this life coach, and we worked together. This this was how long ago, if you don't mind, roughly? 2018? No, I'm lying. 2016? So yeah. are, are you doing that because you want me to do the math? Because no, I'm no, good no. at math. Yeah, right? but you don't even know. <laughs> yes, I do. I it's know. almost six years. But how do you know when I met with her? Well, you said 2016, so but I just said sure. almost six years. I don't remember right now. You're being, if I knew your sign, I would say it right now. Say it. No, I don't. <laughs> Go ahead. So, okay. So, so during that process, like, I started going deeper and learning. I started doing, I started implementing a night routine and a morning routine. For me, it was just like, I never wanted to wake up early. No, that was not happening. But I realized that the benefits that it is for me to have these. So at 8 o'clock at night. I would shut off my phone. I would shut all my my technology to give my brain time to wind down because I was also on Adderall and I was also on Ambien at night. So I was like up during the day and then at night couldn't sleep. So training myself to start naturally falling asleep. And before bed, what I would do is that I would journal 
<clears throat> and I would meditate. And sometimes I would listen to like hypnotherapy. And that was like crazy for me too. And like I would literally feel, I remember one time I ca- got kind of scared. Like, am I here? <laughs> am I still here? From listening to From it. Listening just to being that focused and yeah. just listening to but it. But my room was completely pitch dark. It was like, it's eight o'clock. I'm being sent to my room. Like, I'm punished, right? And at the beginning, I was kind of like, because, you know, my husband would stay downstairs watching TV and I just had a long day and I feel like I'm not doing anything that's enjoyable. So it felt like punishment initially. But after I got used to it, it felt like a reward. I was excited to go to my room. (laughs) (laughs) Send me to my room. You knew it was going to do something for you. Yeah, I felt so much better. I I would wake up at five in the morning not needing an alarm and I was energized and ready to go i felt good i went i started working out in the morning journaling in the morning as well meditating and just planning my day before everybody else wakes up and giving myself that time to just be with myself set the tone for the entire day for me i i I swear i'm gonna make an instagram clip of what you just said because that's one of the best formulas of what somebody should do or at least attempt to practice if they want to kind of figure some shit out, slow down their days, give themselves more time, pump, get that blood pumping when it's most necessary, which is in the beginning of the day, that way you can tackle it on the rest of the day. Something that a lot of people don't do, and they, they tend to make it seem like it's harder than what it is, you just got to break the habit. You got to start the habit by breaking the habits, and it'll happen, and you'll see it quick as shit, and before you know it, you'll realize, man, I should have been doing this a, a while ago. What's up, everybody? Just want to take a quick second to tell you guys thank you so much for all the love and support. We are officially into season four of the podcast, and I have an array of brand new guests that you guys are going to love. For now, enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, so let me ask you this, though. So you mentioned your husband, but then you also mentioned an ex-husband. We'll get into that. Um, At the time, while he was assuming he was still your husband, how was he taking all this? Because, you know, significant others, especially when you're living together, it's different when it's boyfriend, girlfriend, even if it's a, a, a serious relationship. When you live together and you're married, sharing a kid, he's seeing this this unveiling occur. You know, he's he's seen the Romy that he knew when he met at this point three, four years back. He's seen her become a different person, trying different things that, you know, you've never been known to do. Um, I know Roger's a great guy. He's always been the, the, the calmer out of our group back then versus, you know, his brother, which don't get me started on that guy. But so how did he take this? How did he take it? What do you think he was, you know, was he questioning? Was he very supportive? Was he like, okay, you're going through a phase. Go ahead and handle that. Well, supportive always. Mm. Like I can never say anything negative about Roger. Like That's awesome. No. Kudos, homie. Kudos to you, bro. To this day, like we're still really good friends. And I know that that seems kind of weird for people because... I don't know why. I hate, I hate that. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> it's so normalized to have baby mama drama and, you know, daddy, whatever. But we're not like that at all. So he's always been supportive. Whenever I've wanted to try anything, he's always stepped in to, like, help me to allow me to do whatever it is that I need to do. He knew about your, your, your trauma. He yeah. knew about what, you know, mm-hmm. almost whatever, all of it. So he was very understanding of, you know, hey, you know, you, you're going through shit. Go ahead. you know. And you he would do? see me go through my shit like and he didn't know what to do because he's not used to that. You know what I mean? So right. it's just like he did whatever as much as he could do based on the capacity that he knew. But you he got, always you, supported. When me. did you guys have the second kid? Your oldest is f- 
Ah, six, five. What is it? My oldest is eleven. Oh God, that's, he's eleven. Yeah. Damn, time flies. Yeah, he's eleven, and my youngest is gonna be four this year. He's three. Do they have similar uh, characteristics, or they're very different? They're extremely different. Even when the oldest was four. Yes. Still, especially, he was different at four. Especially this, <laughs> my toddler. I love him to death, but he's a wrecking ball. He is a wrecking ball. And he was born when? Scorpio. Oh, Lord, Scorpio. I wanted a Scorpio, right? That's what I wanted, so that's what I got. And my mom says that he's just like me. So, again, if you don't mind me asking, and I know we spoke about this, you know, when, when we had lunch that day. Did this transition that was happening with you, or once it happened to this, uh, the next level, you know, we're always transforming unless you're fucking complacent and you're stuck on where you're at. People like you, myself, we're always trying to, become better, become wiser. So, so it's an ongoing process. But during this transition, this process, at some points, did, did you reach a level where it was like that hurt you guys' relationship? Or was this something outside of that? Because for you guys to be so cordial and so everything, you speak so well about him and that's awesome, you know, very unheard of ordeal between parents that split up. What was it that made you guys go to choose your separate routes? I was a completely different person than when I got with him. Completely. Once you. And, yeah. And, okay. and I honestly, I wanted to make it work because we got along great. We we're good friends. We we're great parents. But there was just not a connection, like a romantic. It was very platonic. Like he was a very friend, you know, like we, we were roommates and we hung out. But it wasn't any. I knew that there was more that oh. I could be feeling towards the person that I'm with. Mm. Did you speak to somebody? Um professional about anything like that at the time a therapist no i guess i don't know no i mean my best friend she's a <laughs> she's a spiritual advisor and she does like readings and stuff like that so she's my person that i talk to now and i'm her person so we like we're there for each other so that's as far as we we want with that but i was working with another life coach during this time that i initially hired her for my business like business wise and because of the whole pandemic and everything, like things got stalled with my business. So I just, we worked on other stuff. And I knew my best friend Maya tells me like during a reading, she goes, you're not going to level up in your life until you decide what you're going to do with your marriage. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to decide to make it work. This is my decision. Me being a smart ass, right? Then I'm having, like, not even a week later, I'm having a discussion with my life coach, and she goes to me, you're not going to level up in life until you decide what you're going to do with your marriage. And I was just like, got it. This is not Maya. This is not Paige giving me these messages. These are, like, my guides speaking through them. And I know deep down inside, like, what I need to do. And as soon as I hung up the call, like I went downstairs and we had this conversation and he was in agreement too, because he, he felt it. Yeah. I mean, you the know? energy's there and you yeah. realize it sometimes. I mean, what a, what a weird, pleasantly bad situation to be in. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, 100%. It, it wasn't going to go much anywhere else because it was so pleasant, mm -hmm. but really that was the decision that had to happen, right. you know? And, um, well, at least you guys are, have the great relationship that you do have yeah. right now. And I know and he's an amazing father and all that. So, it was so obvious that I was so scared to tell my son. Because I was like, he's going to be destroyed, whatever, whatever. When I when we told him, we sat down with him, 
his response was like, that makes sense because you guys don't even act like a couple. Wow. He was like, what, nine? Wow. Yeah, nine, yeah, These like kids nine. observe, man. Yeah. They're not, they're not, not talking to you about it. you want to teach it. your kids. Right. Right. About I mean, what? we spoke about that a lot of times. People think that forcing their relationship when they know that they, they want to go separate ways for the sake of the kids, they think that's the right thing to do because you don't want to split a happy home or you don't want them to think, you know. But the truth is you're hurting them because they're recording little by little whatever's going on, whether it's a lack of love, lack of companionship, or arguments, violence, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be together, you know, and I'm, I'm, I commend you guys for making yeah, that decision. I'm so grateful for him, and I have his back. He's going to be my family forever, and if anybody that I get with cannot accept that, That's they're not going to be for me. Right. You know, so we have that understanding. And then so all y'all watching, all y'all watching, talking about, damn, look at those clear eyes. She's beautiful. Oh, shit, she's single too, man. Roger's going to be right there. He's going to decide. He's going to approve, okay? Always. always. No, he doesn't get involved. He's he's actually already supportive, but it's part. And it it teaches my kids, like, a healthy relationship to have, regardless of if things didn't work out or not. So you you went through these uh, life coaches. Mm-hmm. It seems like they played a nice little significant role at this point, you know. Yeah. And first, you know, because I mean, I, I remember when we had this conversation, I was like, you know, the, the life coach topic. You know, I used to be a little weird about that. I used to, I guess, clown sometimes on the whole concept, but but it was wrong for me because I was relaying that to these young ass life coaches and and influencers, and I'm just like. Who the fuck you coaching? You haven't right. even lived literally a quarter and of I'm your gonna, life. And I'm going to say something about that. When I worked with my first life coach, because of everything that I was learning and I was really like passionate about it, there was this um, there was this guy that were, I, I used to work for the state, for DCF, and he would send like per, like positive emails to the whole call center. And there, we had three call centers, Miami, Jacksonville, and Tampa. He was in Tampa, and he would send these emails to everybody. So I would respond to him, and him and I started – building a friendship and just from there he he did leadership groups in Tampa and in Jacksonville like training groups and when he was going to bring it to Miami he's like hey do you want to join me and let's do this together and I was like sure let's do it you know I enjoy this stuff through that process I completely took over and and the way that he ran the trainings in the other two call centers is not how we did it in Miami I brought in my own like perspective and I brought in my own assessments and my own personal development stuff. And he told me it was a completely different group. And the way that people started opening up and talking about the the shit that they've been through and the changes, there was people in that group that were there longer than I was. I was a supervisor at the time were there longer than I was as an agent on the phone taking calls because they didn't have the courage or they didn't believe in themselves enough to actually take action and apply for that supervisor position. And they did after that. So I just get goosebumps right now just talking about it because it was in that moment. And I would get home after two hours in traffic and I was energized, which didn't happen before when I was just supervising my agents. I would come home exhausted. So I started realizing that there was something to this mm. and that I was actually really good at what I was doing. And then seeing the changes, not only at work, but the effects that it was having people's health and in their families and in their careers. And then when I had my last um, session with my life coach, I go, I think I finally figured out what I want to do with my life. And she's like, what? 
I'm like, I think I want to do what you do. I want to life coach people. And she just smiled and she's like, I've already known this for a while. As life coaches, we don't want to put the idea in people's head. We plant seeds because we don't want it to make it seem like we're putting, you know, making decisions for you. Mm -hmm. So she says that she already realized that I would be so good at it because I've gone through the shit and I've done the work. Because like you said, there's people that want to be life coaches or want to do this because they think they know they give good advice. Right. It's not about giving advice. First of all, who the fuck is telling you that your advice is good anyways? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people go that route with that expectation that they know how to give good advice, but they haven't done any of the work. I see it all the time. People that are telling people to do all of these things and then they don't do it themselves. Right. Cringe. Cringe. <laughs> Cringe. Now, now, did you get into the yoga before? Uh, not you before. get into it. Uh, it was before the life coaching. When you became an instructor? Mm-mm. No. Okay. I know yoga, I know. getting into it was, okay, before. Mm-hmm. So you make this decision, and did you become what you have? To, first of all, how do you become a life coach aside from the experience? You got both sides of the experience. You went through the fucking ringer, and then you got coached into being, you know, how to handle things and so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. Now, what do you do to make the next jump into I want to be a life coach? Well, I wanted to go through a certification program. I also was sent back to work at home. I got a unit I could supervise working from home. So I made the most of my time working from home because I also wanted to get my NASM certification <clears throat> and I wanted to do my yoga teacher training. So I'm trying to do for all those, these For things. those who heard NASM too fast, that's uh, <laughs> National Academy of Strength and Sports. Sport, uh, wait, NASM. It's NA, NASM? Yes. Medicine. National Association of Sports Medicine? Yes. No, yeah, that's what it is. I said it wrong the first time. Come on, man. Don't do this to me. You're making me look bad on the podcast, Romy. I'm making, I'm just looking at you. I'm allowing you to speak. You're not helping me. I'm, I need a life coach right now. This is me as a life man. coach, literally. Yeah, exactly. I allow you. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that really quick. You know, I, I, I would think that most people are going to imagine that life coaches are supposed to be like, you know, very zen, very peaceful, very a certain amount of energy, maybe, maybe religiously, you know, binded, whatever, things of that nature. You seem like a life coach who would be considered tough love, talk some shit. Hey, bitch, you're being soft. You need to That's do That's exactly it. how I am. Like, oh, my clients call me, like, no BS life coach. And some people can't take it. And that's why I have, like, a, an interview process. I let to them know see whether or not you're going to be the, yeah, the right choice Yeah, for correct. Because I... Uh, I respect everybody's time. The way that I expect people to respect mine, I respect people's time. I'm, I'm not going to waste your time. You're not going to waste mine. So I make sure that they know this. Like, if you're not okay with me talking to you, like, when you're not doing the shit that I'm telling you to do, we're going to show up in our session, and I'm just going to look at you like, what do you want to talk about? Because you didn't do what you right. were supposed to do. Right. And some people need that, but some people think that's too much, and that's too tough. And that's okay. Right, everybody. Hey, That's a hundred percent okay. If someone was brought up differently, pampered differently, and and you, you, the only way you're gonna get results is if you hold my hand and let me get away with certain shit, then maybe you need a different life coach. Uh, some you know? toxic positivity, loving life. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can almost say that those people aren't gonna be helped out to the extent mm-hmm. that they have to be, you know, helped out. But okay, so what course did you take? I think you mentioned to uh, Tony Robbins. I did, yeah, I did the Robbins and Madonna, Madonna's um, training. So. While I was working from home, since I knew I wanted to leave DCF that year, which was a huge decision for me because of the benefits and everything of working for the state, I was like, I need to have like all these certifications before I quit. So after I had my youngest during my maternity leave, 
while he's sleeping because newborns sleep a lot i was studying for my nasa nonstop. like i was already like in a bad mood because i couldn't even take another anything and that's the uh, like the hardest personal training like certification from right. what i've heard like the test is like so hard right and a lot of people fail it like three times and i go i don't have time for that i need to pass this now so i scheduled my test and um i busted my ass studying and the day of the exam i get there and and i just go in i go in i go in and i finished like in 33 minutes and the guy's like you're done and i'm like yeah so then i get scared i'm like fuck did i fail he goes did you pass i'm like aren't you supposed to tell me like at this point like just fucking tell me already right he goes no you passed and i'm like oh, awesome I was so excited. I get in my car. <laughs> I back up into another car. Bam. Oh, man. No. <laughs> it was like the trainers, like the guy that was like doing the scoring. Uh-huh. And I'm like, of course. I'm a terrible driver, by the way. Like, How bad was it? Was just a little bump? Or you yeah. Were? But he oh, was okay. like, no, you're fine. And I'm like, okay, I could be excited again. So I got the NASA out of the way. Then the whole idea, um, the whole concept of Omen Vine came uh, about. And I wanted to you know, this project of opening up a yoga studio that's also a wine and tapas bar, right? I was like, I need to get my certification to be a yoga instructor so I could be the lead on this project. So I found a yoga teacher training and I met the most amazing people. I'm really, really tight with my with my yogi family. And I was doing that while working full time. And the training was like Thursday, Friday and Saturday for four months. On top of that, during my breaks at work, like my lunch hour, I wouldn't eat. Like I would eat something really quick and then I'm working. Like I was doing my my certification for life coaching. So I'm doing all of these things. Plus, I'm still waking up early as fuck doing my morning routine and doing my night routine. Like that did not change. That actually helped me be successful and being able to focus. How much sleep were you averaging during those times? Um, I mean, I shut down at 8 o'clock at night so oh, out oh, by yeah, 10 yeah. i would wake up at five in the morning ready to go you would go to sleep like, at eight i was shut down i wouldn't go to sleep at eight i was shut down like phone be in the dark okay and then read, you're definitely sleeping you know? by 10 yeah yeah and then you're sure. up you're up at five five oh that's but okay. when i worked at the office i had to wake up like at four so i could work out okay. before going to the office but like i said roger was super supportive and he would like step in and take care of the of the of zach while i did this Right, because if it wasn't for him, I would never have been able to do that. It's really hard now as a single mom. I, I imagine <laughs> so. You know, it's, it's, that's a tough thing to do, especially you're a very busy woman, very yeah. busy. Yeah. So you mentioned almond vine, uh-huh. so so that people know exactly what we're saying because it's not a full word. So om um, as in O M om om pronounce it right om. There you go. That is obviously <laughs> a yoga thing it's a yoga studio and it's also no no i mean the um the yes om, yes that, that we is, chant um is that a, a tantra is it, is it i don't know if i sound like an it's idiot but I, I just say that's tantra i say, say hey oh. next episode <laughs> <laughs> no i know I, I don't know about that oh. but i know that tantra oh, well, is supposed obviously to be you know exactly what i mean that i've is. heard of ta- i've heard of tantra obviously it's something sexual right or some yes. shit okay <laughs> so you open up a studio for that one <laughs> we do workshops there to teach people it 
You all gonna get arrested. <laughs> no, <laughs> you better make sure you ain't no illegal shit going on there. It's not what you think. Okay, so but the the ohm. First of all, where does that come from? That is how people channel this what a, a wave, right? A, a certain sound yeah. wave that does something. So I open um, all my yoga classes and end them with ohm, and it's like the universal sound of like unity, right? So when we're doing these vibrations, they're literally clearing our bodies. Go ahead, ohm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I, I don't have that in me to do it like that. What do you mean? Of course you do. I can say um. Nah. Not um. 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 Okay. So, so we'll practice that's, later. that's where that yeah, let's do that later. Now people don't want to hear me um my deep voice. My 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 friend, sorry to get off topic really quick, I'll come right back to it. My 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 best friend uh Chris, he was we just went camping on, on Christmas. And, um, you know, we were drinking, and, and he starts he starts cracking jokes. I forgot how he was cracking. He was asking me about the podcast. He said, hey, man, when are you going to bring back the next season, you know, season four? And so I told him I explained everything to him, you know, and I told him you were supposed to be the next one and whatever. And then um, he goes, man, I can only imagine you once you get to Joe Rogan's age, you know, you're going to sound like. And then he starts doing this deep ass, like like a biker voice, like, like. Yeah, welcome to the black sheep perspective. Like he just really took my voice to I'm like, and I'm laughing. I'm like, why'd you choose to make fun of me like that? He's like, because of your voice, dog. I was like, what's wrong with my voice? He goes, no, it's great right now. It's it's scratchy, it's right this, now. yeah, it's that. But it just sounds like, you know, in the future, especially with the amount of weed you smoke, that you're gonna sound like this. So yeah, I don't do ums. <laughs> I'll work on it though. We'll work on it. We'll work. Work. Yeah, we'll work so, on it. So this concept came together and it's a concept that's not out there. Like I know that there's know places that do yoga and then they do beer and wine whatever but there's not a place that's dedicated to to both so om om and as in the ant the the sign vine 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 for the wine and initially you know when we thought about this i was just like yogis are not gonna approve (laughs) yeah i wanted i wanted to get to that Yeah, this is not gonna sit well with some people because you know, they're all high and mighty. But Shots fired. I was just like, you know what? Yoga did so much healing for me. Mm-hmm. So if I could fucking lure people into the yoga community and fucking help them heal with wine and tapas and beer. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Totally agree with you. Everybody has a different style of practicing yeah. what it is they do. You don't have to be completely and healing traditional. Happens. I see it when my workshops, when I do my moon ceremonies, like, and the messages I receive and, and, it just reassures me that what I'm doing is the right thing. Well, con- first of all, congrats. I remember Thank when you, you. first uh, opened it and you were shouting out. And, and unfortunately, I haven't been there yet. Um, I asked you, hey, when are you there? And all the times that you said, I was like, that's when I'm training clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I definitely want to go there. And I, I've never done yoga. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I do yoga all the damn time because I do jujitsu. I do MMA. I do these long ass stretches. I do my tripods. Believe it or not, I got a mean ass tripod. I'm saying that right, right? The headstand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, and, and this doesn't this doesn't defend other weed smokers, but me as a weed smoker, I have my times that when I smoke, I really zen out on purpose. Now, granted, it's not the whole you know um and what you guys do, but in my combined methods, I I am into meditation. I just do it differently. So I'm definitely willing. I'm not someone stubborn where I would do uh, try the yoga, but you got to lead it. I got to, you know, I'm not going to just go anywhere else. Um, Now you started serving. So when you did that, when you announced it, I remember I gave you a big congrats and I was like, 
what's the concept you told me? I said, man, that's pretty dope. I've never heard no, about that. The food is amazing. It's you keep so saying good. that too. You guys just added, I think, croquetas. No, we've had croquetas for a while. My oh. mom is the one that actually makes them. My oh, mom cooks homemade them. Homemade? What? Yes. She makes amazing croquetas, and I was like, we got to have these on here. And they're literally called Mama's Croquetas on the on the menu. That's awesome. Yeah, we have, like... But there's know, no kitchen over there. They bring the food, or is there a kitchen? Well, my mom makes the, the croquetas at home, you know, and then we, we warm them and cook right, them okay. at, the, at Omen Vine. But, no, we have a, we have a little kitchen prep area. Nice. Because nice. we have salads and sandwiches, and we have a whole bunch of stuff. I remember I saw... Um, you posted one of the, one of your uh, clients posted a picture and it was like two of them with their feet you know laid out like if they just finished a yoga class and then two cups of wine yes. and they said something like what what a great feeling I can imagine yeah. I can imagine that if I just did a dope ass yoga session he just mm-hmm. feeling great by the way would you like a cup of wine before you have to get up roll your mat up and go here and go there you see just, all those times I yeah, went I went to that. yoga drunk paid off oh shit oh my god it came back you're right you won that one Sir, go back. You won that one. That's a damn good call. How dare these ladies look at you differently? How dare you? Because you're, you're doing the, uh, I was going to say scorpion. Is there a scorpion pose? No. I'm going back to Tantra. Fuck. No, <laughs> astrology. Where are you going? No, but I just, because I was going to say that when you were getting certain poses, it'll squeeze a burp out of you, and that's when they smelt that you've been drinking. That was the joke. But then I was going to say a scorpion pose. I'm like, do they have a scorpion pose in yoga? No. You got downward doggy. Yeah. And then some other things. I got to learn those things. You're looking at me like, Wes, you got to learn no, those things. I just things. have to let you and allow you. Uh, what? what <laughs> to shoot myself in the foot by saying some dumb shit? <laughs> this is the life coach that we all want, yes, man. Yes, exactly. Sit there like your mom back in the days, just looking at you when you were saying dumb shit. You don't even know. No. Nah, they, then they're just like, never mind. Let me just be real with you right now. Like, thanks. So you're still doing the life coach? Mm-hmm. On the side, I don't want to say on the side. I mean, you're just balancing no, all, yeah, all this out. Balancing. So you are a life coach, without a doubt. I happen to know uh, one person that you helped out immensely. Shout out to Isel. Um, plus, you do you you're obviously co-owner of of uh, Almond Vine, and you do yoga. Actual, you lead classes, several mm-hmm. classes at the, uh, the the your restaurant, your place. Yeah, is there something else? Was that say that's a lot of things, girl? I know I had to stop doing like one on one like private sessions, right? Because like, you're a trainer as well. Well, that's no, right. I stopped the personal training like a while back, but I mean like the yoga privates, I would have clients that I would see all the time, consistently. I just stopped that. Now I just do private one on one sessions with sound healing meditation. If the person wants to book that, but I don't do packages for yoga because I literally do not have the time. Right. At all. You think it's time to uh, scale up and find somebody to take these people or are you hiring, you know, things like that? Take what people? Oh, the... Hire other yogis who can, you know, take on the load. You you know, you got to... You gotta make some money. Oh, yeah, I do. No, I do. Like, if I not, you I'm, cap yourself. No, it's fine. I just recommend other yoga instructors, but some people are just like, no, if it's not you, you just said that. So. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's. I I remember when I was at a uh, the UFC gym and I be, I became a you know a highly, you know, uh, everybody wanted to train with me. You know, mm-hmm. when they wanted to do MMA, I don't want to say personal trainer wise. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of us who were good. MMA, I was definitely one of the top dogs without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's not shitting on anybody, but it was just known. And, you know, when I would train somebody and they ask for a different schedule, a different uh, time frame, and I'm like, I'm not getting up at 5 for that. Or, mm-hmm. or I'm not leaving here at 9 p.m. Correct. When I'm up at 5 every day, Correct. you know, it just wears me out. 
But you know what? It's okay. I want you to keep going. I know this guy, Richie. He's fucking awesome. He's a great mm-hmm. MMA coach. Richie was an awesome coach. Marty, you know, they're the first mm-hmm. two guys, I think, when yeah. it comes to MMA. Um, and there's nothing against them, but you just get attached to your person. You know, yeah, you like their, you like their vibes. Person. You like their energies. You like, mm-hmm. hey, man, even though you're teaching me great stuff, I love our conversations. Mm-hmm. I, I love your advice. I love to hear your stupid stories, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know. And, and a lot of that, when you have clients, a lot of that comes you know, you're, the conversations, the being with them, and they just talk, and you're, like, a support for them. So you build that relationship with them, and that's what they want. Exactly. What's up, everybody? Just want to take a quick second to tell you guys thank you so much for all the love and support. We are officially into season four of the podcast, and I have an array of brand-new guests that you guys are going to love. For now, enjoy the rest of the show. So I got a, I got a quick, funny... um. Funny story that that uh, I think would be a great way to lead us into a, a topic I want to talk to you about. So I have this client of mine, and um, Sylvia, I know you you, you better be watching. <laughs> and she's amazing, and I train her kids. Um, Daniel, he's a stud kid, 15 years old, um, and Amanda. But anyways, um, she's always trying to find me a girlfriend. It's like everybody I know want to, you know. That I take it as such a big compliment. I'm beyond flattered. People just feel like, I guess, in essence, uh, Wes, you're a great dude. How come you don't got a girlfriend? That's just basically what it boils down to. Hey, man, you're a very level-headed da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You should have a girlfriend. You should be married, blah, blah, blah. So she's always been asking, and uh, she goes, hi, Wes. You know, she asked me, what are some characteristics you like? And I just told her a few different things. And I said, "Um, I like, uh, I definitely like tattoos. You don't have to have them, but I like tattoos, you know. Um, And I said some other, she's got to be fit. Got to be fit. Has to live healthy, as in preferably healthy choices. It doesn't mean that we can't, you know, go straight, eat some fries. Just, you know, choose a healthy life and whatever, whatever. So one day she comes back because she just restarted with her yogi who happened to move out of town and then came back, something like that. And she goes, oh, you Wesley, I got the perfect person for you. And I said, who? I said, man, don't do that, Sylvia. Like, I'm very picky. I don't want to to reject your friend. And I don't want you to look at me differently when I'm like, yeah, your friend ain't cute, you know? <laughs> so let's just not go there. Cause it's a weird thing. You know, I've had people come up to me. Oh, trust me. I go, Oh, my niece is beautiful. And I'm looking at your niece and I'm, how do I tell you this? She's not fucking beautiful, bro. She's beautiful to you. Cause you're related, but she ain't beautiful. You know, I just don't want to be put in that position and I don't want to lie neither. So I said, no, nah, no, nah, you don't got to show me. No, she's like, no, no, I'm going to show you. Listen, before I show you, She's got ojo claro, okay, clear eyes, which I didn't even mention that, but she just said that because she knows that's a quality. She her, she her whole arm is tatted. Now I'm like, oh, okay, you got my attention, fine, you know, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Sounds good. She likes to do oceanic stuff. She's da And she's a yogi instructor. I go, ah, oh, man. She goes, que no te gusta lo que hacen yoga. I go, no, no, I got no problem with people who do yoga, but she's the instructor. She's a yogi. She goes, yeah, she's my instructor. And I go, I said, before you even show me the picture, whether I, whether I like her or not, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to full-blown vibe with a yogi. Like, I can vibe with them. We can be cool and friends. But that intimate, that I'm attracted to you, spark and whatever, nine, there's always exceptions. Nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, it's not going to happen. But why? Why do you think that? I go, yogis are very different, bro. Like, it's... They're special. They're in their own category. And then you got certain yogis that are different from other yogis. Like, I don't know that many yogis, but almost every yogi I've ever encountered or got cool with, got to learn about, they're way more spiritual than I am. They're way more, you know, holistic and um, 
It's just a certain side of them that, that hey, I don't got time for all that. I'm a little bit faster than that. I'm a little bit more bloodier than that. I like to wipe some violence. I like to, you know, I want to drink a little bit more. You just want to have a cup of wine and fucking, you know, um. <laughs> so, sure enough, you know, I told her all that. Didn't matter because I would have been willing to, but she showed me the picture and it was like, nah, that's not, that's not my cup of tea, you know. She's it, a yogi. We'll leave it at that. You know, yeah. Damn. But Sylvia, no, Sylvia, I know you're listening. I told you straight up. She knew it. You know, I was like, ah. She got the gray hair, big old gray hair stripe, and then she was a little bit too wrinkled. You know, I don't know. Whatever. Anyhow, um, but it brings me to yogis. And majority of them are, are a certain way. You're definitely not one of them. <laughs> this is without a doubt. I don't know how many are, are slightly different or very different like you are. But what is that like in that community of here you are, this yogi who, one, we're going to get into, uh, by the way, I wore this shirt for you guys who are listening. Please, you know, either watch the video on YouTube or Spotify because Spotify now has video capabilities. But check out the dope-ass shirt that I'm rocking. It's full of some very colorful mushrooms, some magical-looking mushrooms. And uh, the reason I wore that is is on cue because I know that Romy and I are going to discuss the mushroom topic, the psychedelic topic, and how you feel about it, and you're a practitioner of it. But with that quick hint, yogis know about that because you, you openly discuss it. You believe in it. You believe in its healing abilities. You believe in its way of opening you up, things of that nature. You're also very profound. You curse. Not like a sailor, but you curse. I love that. I hate when women oh. try to you know, hold back so much. You, know, you curse. You're a tough lover when it comes to that you know, life coaching ordeal. And you've been through a grinder, so it makes you a different breed. Are you, are you like, you know, looked down upon? Are you blackballed out of the I'm community? I'm the black sheep yogi. <laughs> ah, look at full circle again. Yo, she's gaining points in this motherfucker. But you really are, though. You forgot. You I are. eat meat. Oh, that's right. So, okay, so we discussed that. Is that an accurate assessment that most yogis are vegan? And, and How accurate? Like what, 8 out of 10? Yeah. And the reason why is like one of the principles is like um, ahimsa, which is nonviolence. Right, so no guns, which I love guns. I um, didn't know that. Yes, and of course, what? you're killing an animal, so it's violence against the animal. So it's not supposed to be violence against any living things. So that's why they implement that, like one of the reasons why. That doesn't work for me. And yeah, I'm like the black sheep because... You guys got forums? You got got forums where all yogis talk and stuff? Well, when you do your yoga teacher training, we go over all this. When I went into the yoga teacher training, I remember day one, um, the the facilitator was like, (coughs) you know, I'm not going to ask you guys to be vegan, but maybe like vegetarian. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. I mean, I've tried it in the past and it's just, it doesn't work for me. It, my body does not respond well to eating like all these legumes and all this crap because a lot of like the vegan protein sources is like full of like crap, like chemicals and the fake cheeses full of crap. Right. It's just that's not how I eat. Like I eat more like a paleo type of diet, like whole foods and meats. And that's what works for me. I tried the vegan thing and I was miserable. I was in a bad mood. I was super bloated. I was just like not happy. You 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 got into um, astrology. Correct me if I'm saying that right. Right, it was astrology and zodiac. Was that combined? Or yeah, they're the same thing. Okay, they are. All right, you, you give me that look again, Romy. This ain't right. All right. Um, 
Was that because of the yogi teachings? Because that's what most of y'all are well, into? Or well, no, are there it, yogis it who don't up, practice that? It came up now. There's yogis that don't practice it, but it came up during my yoga teacher training. And, and I'm still like learning because there's so much to learn about it. But it made me realize so many things. So, for example, Roger is an Aries. And Aries are very like, you know, strong headed. They're like, they go ahead first, they take action, their initiative, whatever, whatever, whatever. And like Roger's not like that. And then his ascendant sign is Gemini. So Gemini, you know, funny guy, you know, great with sales, like, you know, great with talking and stuff like that. And then his moon's in Cancer. Cancer is like patient, nurturing. It's connected to the moon, which is like the mother. So when I learned this, I'm like, that makes so much sense of why Roger is the way that he is. Because it, anybody that knows what an Aries is and anybody that knows how Roger is, is like not the same at all. But then every time I would read something about Aries, I'm like, that sounds more like me than Roger. When I pull my chart, my moon is an Aries. So your moon is like your emotional self. So that's how you react to things emotionally how long did it take you to learn all this this sounds like a lot to fucking it's a memorize lot. there's a lot that i don't know i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i know all this stuff but it's a lot to process and a lot to learn so once i learned that information shit started making sense and then i would see aries so i'm like roger read this tell me does this sound like you or yourself like me without showing him that it's Aries. he goes that's absolutely you and i go this is aries right like certain like things so my like Naturally, who I am is like an Aries, even though I'm a Scorpio with a Scorpio ascendant. So I know there's people listening who are probably um, skeptical of the whole, you know, astrology or you know just how those things tie. But I think a lot of us, including myself, um, it's easy to entertain because man, there's a lot of coincidences. Man, sometimes there's some accuracies that it's like, whoa, you know. Now, I'm not going into card reading and all that stuff, which I, I, I think you've dabbled in it as well. But, you know, we, we, it's easy to look at it with a kind of an open mind, but not as easy to convince us that this is as accurate as some people, maybe yourself included, believe. You really believe these things are pretty fucking accurate? Like, like you would, you know, I don't want to say live and die by them, but to an extent, yeah? Yeah. The more you dig into it and, like, you read more about it and you go deep and start looking at the different planets and, like, what different people are about, Yes. So when, when we I'm going to send you your whole entire report. Okay, I'm glad you just said that because, <laughs> so you guys listening, right? I asked Romy, you know, we did lunch about two weeks ago, right? Maybe three? Like three. Three? Because you postponed us. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Whose roof was getting done? Oh, that was the second time. That was the first time. No, the first time you uh, you asked for it, you said you were going to have a busy week and wouldn't it be a good week, so on and so forth. Yep, yep, yep. Guaranteed. It's on the text. Anyhow. Um... You when, you when we talked about this when we did lunch, I said, man, I would love for you to do my reading. Mm -hmm. And you said you'd do it and so on and so forth. So when you first came here, after we got bombarded by the dogs and all that <laughs> stuff, and we were sitting down and getting ready, I said, hey, where the fuck is my reading? Because when we got postponed, I, I texted you, I messaged you, said, hey, what's up with that reading? Like, don't are you, oh, I thought you wanted me to do it on the podcast. Well, I go, yeah, I would love for you to do it on the podcast as well. But now, now you got me anxious. I want to hear it. So you never told me, you fucking dodged me, whatever. Here we are. Right before we start, I go, hey, before we start the podcast, are you going to give me my reading or what? Because I don't expect you to go through the whole thing, but what's my reading? You gave me this look like if something bad popped up, like some, 
he literally, I'm keeping it real with y'all. Y'all, listen. She gave me this look. She like, goes, mm. she goes. Listen, we we can we can talk about certain things, but then and then boom, here came the the face. And you're like, but you know, I don't want to get into your personal thing. I'm like, damn, am I gonna die? What the fuck's going on? Like, well, uh, but you, for real, that's exactly what happened. All right, well, here we are. I told you I don't give a fuck. I know you're not gonna do it, but I told you I don't care how personal it is. I for one, it's an assessment. It's an mm-hmm. opinion. It's a it's a guess. It's a whatever. And and I'm very outspoken. None of this shit bothers me. You know, as, as I just love to entertain it. Though. It's good mm-hmm. to hear. But you told me that there was a lot more details, and you wanted you had to read something. So we'll yeah. go into those when we can. But what did you get from what you read? Well, roughly? like the the main things that people look at when when they're pulling their charts, like people ask you, oh, what are your big three? What are your big three? Which is like what I mentioned earlier. So you have your moon sign, which is what your emotional self is, who you truly are when nobody's around, like the the way you handle your emotions, the way that you react, that's your moon sign. Your sun sign is like the zodiac sign that everybody knows. Like the day you were born, you know, whatever. You're Gemini, everybody knows that. You know, like that's a sun sign. Mm-hmm. Then your rising ascendant sign is how other people see you. So when we were talking about this at lunch, you were like, no, you know, because people tell me that I'm not like a Gemini, that people don't, you know, that I'm like a different Gemini. So what people are really looking at is your ascending sign, which is Scorpio, which is the same as mine. Because when I pull your chart, you have Gemini in a lot of the planets. So your dominant sign is Gemini. So you can't be more Gemini okay. All right. than that. So. And what's my moon? Your moon is Gemini as well. My moon is Gemini. My actual sign, obviously, my month is Gemini. And then... Your Scorpio ascendant. Scorpio ascendant. Mm-hmm. So your ascendant or rising sign. It's the same. That's You either say rising or ascendant. It means the same thing. Why do you like to say like we're like the crazy ones? Gemini. Gemini's, yeah. Because of the whole two-sided <laughs> thing. Is this the personal you part? Know, you know no, what? I mean... Okay, so I'm so going to get... I'm going to get murdered or some shit. No, I mean Gemini's. Yeah, I mean, I have a, a weird relationship with Gemini's. I just can't really connect. But it depends on their moon, too. But your moon is in Gemini. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I'm sitting here, but okay. No, but I've realized that with men, oh, it's different. Man. It's different with men and women. Like, my dad was a Gemini, and, and we got along great. But when he would drink, I could not. He, like, Gemini all over, flip-flopping, and, like, just going back and forth. And I just couldn't deal with my dad would you be and i'm asking this because i think i'm the exception would you agree that regardless of what sign you are how dominant whatever might be like me gemini way all the way across that (laughs) you're thinking i'm doomed i know it i know you are i can sense it i can sense it um can people alter that by conscious means of like hey I, i acknowledge that you know this that so can they Maybe not phase out because that sounds like, you know, like you matured in something that, like you grew out of it. But can you teach yourself to pull apart from some of these things that keep you so, you know, categorized as your sign? A hundred percent. And that's actually a really great question because that's the reason why I pull my clients charts so I could teach them. Because me as a Scorpio, like Scorpios are known like the the ba- like the negative part of it is like vengeful like you know if you do something to them they're gonna come back for you they're very like strong whatever and they're jealous very very jealous and i i that was me unhealed romy was all that right but learning 
all of these things and accepting my shadow self because those are parts of who I am that I need to love regardless because they're not going away. They just need to be tamed. So I'm not those things anymore. Like, I don't get jealous at all. Like, not even, like, with whoever I'm with. Like, you know, like, some people are like, oh, why are you talking to that person? Or why are you taking a picture with this person? Like, I'll be the one taking the picture and telling you to get closer. <laughs> like, I'm not jealous at all. That's not me. You know? But same, I was. Same here, same I here. was that person at one point. And that's, like, a characteristic of Scorpio. So, yes. You know, know this information. And it's like a blueprint. Like, I see, like, your chart, like a blueprint. So you could try to use it in order to see, oh, this is why I struggle with this. This is why I love this way. This is why I'm attracted to this. So using that information in order to elevate in your life. Um, you literally tell your clients, your life coach clients, we're going to do this. This is I part, ask them if they're okay. Oh, okay. So you with okay. it because some people are are like you know totally like against it and they're like no. But I've never had a client. Why 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 no. not? I mean, even though they don't tell you no, why, well, why 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 not make it mandatory? Why not tell them like, listen, I this is how I get to my madness to figure you out in order to give you the right you know guidance and so on and so forth involves different things and one of them is this blueprint that comes from horoscopes. Well, we go through that in the interview process. You know, I. Ask them, are you okay with that? Also, like, I'm very intuitive, and sometimes messages just come to me, and I start talking some shit that you're like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> if that freaks you out, <laughs> don't don't come work with me, you know? But, you know, people that are, like, really into, like, heavy into the Christian religion and stuff like that, they don't want to know anything about astrology. Because mm, it kind of conflicts like, with what... But know. then again, those same people don't want to, you know, know anything about yoga because yoga is the devil. So I don't think those people are coming to me. I've never had an issue uh, like with you never had client. a re religious a heavy religious person come to you. No. Um, do you know by memory what according to my status who who's status. who who am I ever going to fucking be compatible with? Does that exist? Well, am I done? That's it. And I'm just going to be a single no, fucking We would look at your your Venus which I don't remember what it was. Um and we would look at your moon because also like you want to if, if you're with somebody that has, like, a, a compatible, you know, moon with you, then you might be able to understand each other's feelings a little bit better and, and make shit work. So, yeah, there's ways. Like, it's funny because you were saying, um, we were talking earlier about, like, Tinder and stuff like that. And I'm right. like, you, with the whole story with your client, how you're like, oh, no, it's probably vegan, yogi. No, not going to happen. And, like, I've swiped left. <laughs> based on astrology signs because you believe that much in it yes you know so like i'm just not trying to deal and it's like i i, I realized i had a problem when i went on a date and I'm, I'm like talking to her and i'm like okay so um what's are you into this whatever whatever and she's like no i don't know but it's interesting and i'm like so let's pull your chart right now first date Let's see what if you're even like if we're gonna make it to date two. We and spoke about that at lunch, so you do this. Yeah, well, I did. After that, I drove home. And I'm like, I need to stop. This is not. This is not good. I need to get, I need to get their information <laughs> before the days. So, so then I, she didn't know her information, and I made her call her mom. Oh, so tell, so tell somebody really quick. You you told me when I was trying to give you my information. You gotta have date of birth, place of birth, and time of birth. Mm -hmm. Those are the three main. Date of birth, time, and location. And location. And then you can take off with everything else after that. Interesting. Correct. 
So, but she did. She called her mom and she got the information and we pulled the truck. And then on the way home, I was like, okay, I need to stop because that's just weird. And, uh, but she sent me flowers <laughs> a couple of days later. So I guess I didn't, you know, freak her out too much. I, I, I told, I told a few of my clients that I trained that not, uh, well, I told Sylvia too, but, um, you know, based on Tinder, I mean, yeah, Tinder, I use it as a, as a reference, but I just say in general, yeah. and I, I gave them, uh, I go, for instance, when I'm on Tinder, which goes nowhere for me, I'm just on Tinder window shopping. I don't get matches. I don't. I don't know what people are doing, but uh, whatever. Anyhow, if I if I don't see working out on your little five thingies, there better be something very active there. Jujitsu. I don't know. If I see walking, movies, Netflix, I don't care how beautiful you are. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not. We are not gonna vibe. We're not gonna vibe. Not, you need to be part of something else, or I just don't care just because of your your beauty. So, you know, and just then sometimes like, just like if they're really boring and they don't stimulate you. Exactly. Here we go. You're throwing the Gemini thing at me, aren't you? That's the Gemini Moon thing. Like you need to be stimulated. If the person's boring, need, it I doesn't matter like how good looking they are. And then, and then the flip side, you might not be the most ideal looking. What's up, everybody? Just want to take a quick second to tell you guys thank you so much for all the love and support. We are officially into season four of the podcast, and I have an array of brand new guests that you guys are going to love. For now, enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, but so going back to something that you mentioned earlier, I know this, but I don't think, I don't think the audience might have caught it. So when you were telling that story about your little stalker ways and how you did what you did. I'm sorry, whatever you call that. Investigate. Okay. <laughs> Woo. Um, you mentioned that you were on a date with her. Yes. So, you openly bisexual? Oh. Um, I'm dating women more now. So you're leaning more towards that side? Yeah. Okay. How do you handle this when it comes to your kid eventually? Has, has he, has no, he, he seen this? He, he knows. Yeah. The thing is that my mom is gay and my older sister is gay. So, like, my kids have grown up seeing it, like, as a normal part of our family. So after Roger and I um, separated, I was seeing someone. So, you know, she was always around. And I kind of just wanted to let him know, you know, what was what was happening. And he was like, oh, okay, like, cool. Like, it wasn't weird for him. It wasn't right. anything. As long as there's good vibes there mm -hmm. or whatever. And obviously, you don't have to have this conversation with the little one, but the little one hasn't gotten too curious to be like, "Yo, what's up?" No, he's doesn't know. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. You know that that's a that has become a little bit easier um, for people to do, I guess, nowadays. But it still must be challenging for the parent to like, damn, how do I break this in? How do I go this route? You know, at least it seems yeah. like it would be. But yeah. uh, apparently, my never. son is very like I, I don't like to say so mature for his age because children are children. But I'm able to have conversations with him where he he's able to process and understand like a lot of the things that I, I tell him. How is he with his younger brother? Are they really close or is he like that little shit? No, he drives him <laughs> crazy. They're seven years apart. So he's like, he's so annoying. He's always bothering me. Oh, oh. man. You got to put him in some jujitsu. I'm telling you. I know, you. I know, I know. That's where it's at. Yeah. I'll always say it. That's where it's at. I just had this conversation with somebody else. That's where it's at. What do you recommend for kids? Jiu-jitsu. Not soccer, not this. Karate. How about karate? Fuck karate. Jiu-jitsu. So that's where it's at, you know. Um, so something about your practices, the reason I wore this shirt. Um, can you flip that around for me? I didn't flip it. Yeah, thank you. Just to make sure everything's good over there. Um, 
the mushrooms. You caught me by surprise when we had that part of the topic. You that were we coming had. like, come, oh, still like, do you practice? I'm like, I already know what you're trying to ask, ask me. Already. Well, I mean, you know, um, one, all yogis are different. Two, people are just, you know, the, the, the mushrooms is now becoming more acceptive. Huge props and, and praise and, and everything to Joe Rogan, yeah. you know, for having the scientists that he's had on there, the practitioners that right. he's had on there, not just mushrooms, but psychedelics in general. Yeah. And much less just opening everybody's, not mind, but opening everybody's knowledge to the different drugs that are used out there and how some use it differently than, than what others should. So we're talking about mushrooms, though, psychedelics. When did you start getting into that where you saw... Was this part of the yogi experience, or no. was? Well, I did mushrooms when I was like in my early twenties, but like trying to just get fucked up, right? right? So it was, yeah, it was fun, but it wasn't like the same experience as it is now. And going circling back to the whole psychedelic experience, um, it was part of my healing process earlier that I started doing um, ceremonies and going to ceremonies. So I've done ayahuasca. I've done peyote um, and and mushrooms. So it's funny that you mentioned Joe Rogan because Roger comes to me one day and he's like, have you ever heard of like ayahuasca? And I'm like, no, no idea what the fuck you're talking about. So I'm just ignoring him on the computer. He goes, no, it's like this thing Joe Ro- Ro- Rogan's talking about. And like you have like these spiritual experiences, but you have to go to Peru to do it and all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, like I'm going to Peru. You know, mm-hmm. so I just like bypass it. During that time, I started hanging out with somebody that that brought it up. And usually they say like when these things are brought up to you, it's calling you. right? So in that week, she's like, oh, have you ever heard of ayahuasca? And like I go to these ceremonies and I'm like, Roger, was that thing you were talking about? And I was ignoring <laughs> you the whole time. Um, and I'm like, oh, this person says we could do it here. And he's like, no way. So I got into that and, and I've only done it like a handful of times, but I feel like you don't need to be doing it all the time. Cause that could also become a distraction of you actually doing the healing work. Exactly. Like, yeah. People go to these ceremonies or they're always, you know, eating mushrooms or always. Yeah. Cause it's so healing and it's so spiritual, but then you're not allowing your time to integrate what's coming up for you and dealing with the real shit. Right. So I started with the ayahuasca. It did help me see some of my shadows, and, and then I started doing the work on that. And I tried peyote, peyote. I, I like peyote. It's like a heart opener. It, it's, it's a beautiful medicine. So you, the, you, the, the highs are different? Yeah. Is, is this a known thing, or is this yeah, just this happened with you? peyote is more f- like, like the next day you're like, oh, I'm like happy. Like ayahuasca kicks your ass. Right. I've done San Pedro, too. That was really intense. I've only done that one once. It was very intense for me. I was going through a really dark time. Um, and I was just like, I'm never doing this again. This is kicking my ass. But it healed. It did what it was supposed to do. It's just very, very intense. But the mushrooms, I started doing them like routinely and incorporating them into my life like about a year and a half ago. And I say that because, you know, apart from doing like the bigger doses, I also microdose. So you take smaller doses on like an everyday, like a, it's a capsule right. that I take. And, and when you do those, you really don't 
feel it. You if don't you feel, feel it, it. You're tripping. Right. You're not supposed to. But feel you it. definitely are a sharper, more whatever. Correct. You version. feel the benefits, but you're not supposed to feel like you're tripping. Right. I'm not gonna lie. That sometimes I kind of overdid it, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, and, you know. But like I mentioned earlier, I used to be on Adderall and and um, Ambien. I have ADHD, so it helped me with my focus and my concentration, my creativity. I feel very connected, you know, to nature, to people. It's just a beautiful, you know, medicine that that truly helps me. And then taking the bigger doses, even if I take it like for fun, there always comes a moment that something comes up that I have to deal with. You know, even if I'm in a crowd, it'll come up and I'm like, got it. You know, like, I'm going to look into this. So we mentioned, you mentioned, you taught me something new that I've never heard of before. And it was, um, I won't say it yet. I tried to mention it to my friend when I, he was like, hey, when's that, when's your, your next podcast? And I said, oh, it's going to happen this week, so on and so forth. And I said, bro, I was talking to this girl, you know, when I, when I had lunch with her and she had mentioned that because he, he likes to do shrooms, you know, and, and, um, he, you know, for the right reasons, not just to party. Mm-hmm. And I said, Fuck, what was the term that she mentioned that that's like when you really get like, you hit that, and I couldn't even finish it. And he said the term. What is it? Heroic dose. Heroic dose. <laughs> he goes, I mean, cut me off. Oh, yeah, heroic dose. And I'm like, so this is for real? He's like, oh, yeah, that's when, like, you, you fucked up. You didn't like, trust like, me? What's wrong? No, of course, I, of course I did, but I guess I didn't know it was that known. I, I never heard heroic dose. So... You're still searching for that. Tell people yeah. what that is to, to the best of your knowledge because it hasn't right. you know, done it yet. And why are you searching for that? Because yeah. one might be able to say, that sounds like you just really want to get fucked up. Well, it's it's a different experience. What they they relate the heroic dose to the ego death, right? So Ego as an EGO, right? Your yes, ego. Okay. Your ego death. And you you go in through this level of consciousness that, you know, I don't know what I'm going to find in there. What I have so many like blacked out memories from trauma and in my subconscious mind that I don't know how much deeper in my healing I could go if I, if I do this. Right. So I want to reach the heroic doys. I've tried, <laughs> but I failed miserably. And, um, I've tried twice. The first time, um, I held a circle um, with different people taking the medicine, I I didn't. I only took one gram because I was facilitating and I was, you know, yeah, you want to be guiding. at least enough in charge. Well, yeah, I was guiding people and you know, but I wanted to take the medicine with them. So that was like at ten in the morning. I took that one gram. So I'm like, tonight I'm gonna take my four grams, like those. I had my my two anchors, you know, because if you're gonna take that dosage, like you want somebody, somebody there. there. Right. I have my anchors. It's happening. Whatever. Get home. I take my four grams and I'm like, yeah, everything looks really trippy, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm still here. So, so the, the visual effect of, of yeah, of and the body, I was like really relaxed. But right? but but it wasn't what you hear that heroic is supposed to be. It wasn't what I was expecting, right? Maybe I shouldn't have had expectations, but like I saw it happen in front of my face, and I'm like, I want to go there. We'll get into that, <laughs> but um. So I was like, what? Let's see what happens if I take two more grams. And I took two more grams and then, you know, I w- I'm just tired now at this point. Like, you know, with holding space for so, m- so many people earlier and mm-hmm. and just I was exhausted. So I literally just went to sleep. 
So that was a fail. So then I tried another time. I was like, man, I'm not going to have these people waste their time and come over here and like try to anchor me and nothing happens. So I took four grams and it was very, very healing. It was very healing. It was healing. I had my, I went through it. Like I cried, whatever. I had breakthroughs. But then after that was over, I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> like, I, I want to go to my friend's house. She couldn't pick me up because she was like, I'm Benadryl. But um, I took an Uber to her house. And then she's like, I can't believe how normal you look. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm good. Like, I had my healing, but I'm good now. Like, everything looks extra pretty. But I didn't go. <laughs> let me let me see if I can try to pick your brain a little bit to, to maybe um, – Educate and entertain some of the people watching and listening in regards to, like, what your goal is from doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming, again, correct me if I'm wrong, when you get, I'm just going to call it high enough, okay? (laughs) When When you get high enough on whatever, a certain amount of mushroom, everybody's different, when you get high enough to possibly reach this, this, uh, uh, hero dose, what you're hoping happens is that you don't kind of have the conscience strength to stop certain thoughts to to you know uh, yeah it, 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 I guess he emit certain pains you know you, you just want we're like okay I have no control it's a complete surrender and well so whatever happens is gonna happen and it might bring back bad memories it might make you think about something that hasn't happened yet it, it, who knows but you think that once you let go. You, you now don't have the mental capabilities of stopping these whatever thoughts are happening. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to take you down that whatever yellow brick road, mm-hmm. and that was, that's what causes the healing of some sort. At least, maybe not healing, but at least, like, you cried. You you went through certain... Yeah. And what, maybe maybe had you not done that, you would never have gotten yeah. that emotional to yeah, release because that? Certain, well, it's not about the emotional. It's, like, certain things make more sense. Like, shit starts getting, like, connecting, like, oh, okay, I get it. This is why, you know, and then you start thinking about, the thing is that it's going to bring up whatever you need to work on in the moment. So whatever comes up, I'm like, okay, it's always different scenarios, different people too, you know, different relationships that I might have, friendships, whatever. Um, So yeah, it was very healing. I It made me understand a lot, but I didn't, I didn't, I was very conscious. Like I was, not that I'm trying to like go on completely unconscious. No, like, I, you know I what I mean? It. But yeah. I was just, you came back I was fine. Pretty, right. I was fine. It wasn't like any different than, you know, when I've done ayahuasca or like, you know, and the, the dosages with them. And, and so that was your last heart attempt. Correct. Do you now, are you up and now to six and what for your next attempt? Is that what your mind is thinking? Maybe five. Cause four was a little knocking on the door, but just, I think didn't five, I'll be good. Five. That sounds like I'm that's never, a heroic, com- I'm never that's, coming that's back. That's a heroic dose. Four to five. Four to five is, is a heroic dose. Interesting. Well, I, I would love to hear what people think about that, you know, for all you guys listening. Uh, definitely. Again, this is something that's becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. Done the right way. Done for the right reasons. I know some people fear doing it because they don't know what, you know, uh, Pandora's box they're going right, to open. They don't, they're scared of what might come up. Right. But, but this is why people like yourself suggest this or, or encourage it to the right people. So on that tip, do you encourage this to, one, possibly your clients? Maybe it depends on it. Two, to your, to your yogi, uh, your yoga students, um, it, based upon the ceremony that you're doing. It depends on the person. Um, also, like, 
I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to like tell you to take this. I'm mm-hmm. going to share my experience and you make your own decisions. And has the res- has the people been receptive to it? And, and yeah, like I've had like um, people like start microdosing and they're like, shit, like I'm so much more productive. Is, is the microdose very different per person or is it kind of like generally the same amount? I'm laughing because, yeah, like my capsules are a lot bigger than, than the average person yeah, would be. So like okay. my friend was Because you grow tolerance. Yeah, my friend was over and I'm like, if you want to see my capsules, like what I showed her and it was just like, what? Like that shit's crazy. But I don't feel it. It's like a fucking scoop it, of it, creatine yeah, <laughs> in a, a bunch of pills. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't affect me in the same way because mm-hmm. like I said, if you are tripping, then you're not microdosing. Well, I guess I think some people might even think that if they're a little trippy, that helps them. Yeah, but you're not sh- you shouldn't be tripping every day of your life. I'm not saying the trip. I know, I <laughs> definitely am not at all. But even then, you don't microdose every day. No, you you say you take a couple of days off, no? No, yeah, you take a couple of days off. Um I there's different methods that you could use. Some people do 2 days on, 1 day off. Some people do three days, one day off. I do four days, three days off. And then if I know that I'm going to do like a, a macro dose, like a larger dosage, then I'll scale it back during the week. Micro, smaller than macro? And why do the macro? Because let's say you're trying to get creative. Let's say you want to go that. Yeah, like if I want to, I love hiking and, and doing shrooms. I feel so connected to nature. And, it's and you're going to feel like, a little extra, obviously, yeah, with the macro. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, or if, like, I'm See, just See, I want to do that. I want to do some macro dosing. It's fun. Go hit the water or something. We still have a sound healing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys, I, I told I told Romy that I was going to commit to, um, I don't know, how what, two grams you recommended? I don't know how, how your tolerance is, but. My sure. tolerance is pretty good, but two grams kind of shakes my boots, you know? I don't know if I want to do more than that, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. I'm somebody who who. I warm up for my warm ups. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I do in fitness. Like Wes, what are you doing warming up? And then when the next round comes, Wes, what are you doing? Now I'm a really warm up. Like that's yeah. how I am. So I, I want to gauge, you know. And it's not that I have a fear factor because I really, you can open up any fucking door from my memory. Please right. do. It's nothing for me to feel bad about. Feel ashamed about. Go weird. Go crazy. Go. Uh, you know. I mean, yeah, I got my prison experience, but I'm not ashamed of that. It happened. Happened. Right. Whatever. I don't know. So there's no fear there. I just I'm such a control guy. Not a control freak when it comes to people. I, I never want that to be pushed upon me because that is not accurate at all. But a control freak in regards to, like, I have to feel a certain amount of empowerment no matter what the situation, where we're at. You know, when I go to certain restaurants, I can't have my back towards the... I know. You the, made the, me switch. Oh, yeah, we did that. I forgot. And I knew we, why you were doing it, too. We, I I'm made like, you I get switch. it. You don't have to explain. It. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, but anyhow, so I gave you my word. So we're going to do the sound healing. Yeah. So that's... What is this... I'm sorry to call it. What is this bowl... <laughs> called technically it's a bowl god damn it it's a bowl you can put some cereals in there if you wanted to i mean that's a whole lot of cereal (laughs) but okay so what is this bowl Um, called they're they're crystal sound bowls and then they have like different vibration hertz and then each one i have seven of them each one is for a different chakra so when i do like private sessions with people or even if i'm leading a group like i always set my intention to allow me to like be guided to serve these people based on whatever healing that they need so i'm literally doing the sound healing and i'm being guided by my by my spirit guide they're not telling you what they need 
you no. just you feel correct okay. and sometimes like i'll just start talking and then people are like oh my god like you said this and then you know and and i'll just call certain things out like i just don't so i've done the sound healing while people have been on mushrooms and i had this one private session with this with this girl once and she was just like she had never experienced that and she had never experienced something so healing in her life she's like all the bad stuff was like i saw it but then i saw like the light and the good like just destroying it she said that it was like the the movie venom which i'm mm-hmm. glad she said that because that's like one of my favorite movies like when when he's venom's trying to take over tom hardy's like body right. Right. and she's like it felt like venom was trying to take over but like the light was and she's like i can't even thank you or i can't even i can't put into words what you just did for me has anybody who was in a very, very good place in their life. So they thought. Okay, I'm kind of almost trying to use myself a little bit, you know. Always very positive, very optimistic, very centered, very grounded. Just, you know, everything's good, you know. Only issue I can talk about is the inconsistency sometimes with training clients, which, you know, you have your taste of that, um, especially when it comes to November, December, early January. Rough time for trainers out there. Everybody's spending money somewhere else, traveling and all this stuff. And then we had, a, we had the Omicron spike so people were ducking me. So it's like, damn, pockets got a little slim, bank account went low. That's the only thing I would ever complain about. Mine is that, man, do I love life. I love life. I love my, my friends. I love my family. Everything's going great. Here we are doing our first podcast of the season. I mean, I just couldn't be happier, you know? So have you had somebody that happy, feeling that good with confidence? Not the motherfucker that's lying and it's just putting on a front because that's not me. Have you had those come up to you, do the same type of ceremony, and then it have different effects where they're not talking about this, this, you know, yin yang, evil, evil coming out, good coming in. Because a lot of times when you mention this, these are people who need some kind of healing. And I'm not saying I don't need healing. I don't know what that would be like because my heart's not broken. I don't know that I need healing. I, I don't know. I just don't know where that would come from. Right. But have you had somebody who was, man, life is good, but I still want to do this. I just want to, you know, see what else it does. And it goes a different route that you didn't expect. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned earlier that, everybody has traumas so like for somebody like you're like oh my my trauma is like you know i've been to jail whatever whatever but you can't think of anything else what people don't understand is that a lot of our trauma stems from childhood and one example could be like let's say that you lost your toy in the park and it was your favorite toy and you left and you realized it when you were in the car and you're telling your mom oh my god i left my my toy i left my toy and your mom's like too bad like we're not going back like no like that's it you're done that's a traumatic experience that's just locked in there that shit is like i'm not being seen i'm not being heard like she does not care Mm. like i'm not important right so you start it's not about the toy really it's all that other stuff you start Mm. creating these core beliefs and then that shit carries over so a lot of people don't realize this so they think that they got all of this shit going on and then they go to like a sound healing session or they take, you know, plant medicine and then shit comes up and they're like, oh, or they start working with a life coach and they start pointing shit out because I've had people like come up to me because uh, it's funny because people come up to me and they, they're like, oh, this is the reason why I want to <clears throat> hire a life coach. I'm like, OK, great. I got your assessment back, but that's not what we're going to be working on. And. Then I start pulling shit out that they didn't even realize were issues that they had. And then they they find healing through that. But the sound healing also 
is um, heals the body. So I've had um, people come to my sound healing sessions that have injuries and literally heal them. I had this one guy that had an ankle injury in January and he came to my sound healing session like in August and he told me like, my ankle was killing me during the whole session. Like it was uncomfortable. Like he was not happy. Like not at all. But the next day he went for a run for the first time since January. Wow. I can, I can easily believe that type of stuff there. And, and I'm a big believer in energy. The waves that we produce unknowingly, those that we sense unknowingly, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. gut intuition sometimes can be, you felt like there was a gut, but really you just received somebody else's ways and they sent a signal that they did it. Kind of like when you are randomly, let's say you're very interconnected with a close friend of yours, maybe your business partner or other people that you're really tight with. Aren't you really tight with Ashley? Or, yeah. Okay, well, whoever it is, let's just say randomly right now, uh, you know, when you leave here, you thought just comes to your head, oh, fuck, I want to call Ashley and, and tell her about this idea that I had, you know, with, with Wes and some, so on and so forth, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you call Ashley and Ashley just starts tripping. Bitch, I was just thinking about you. All oh, my time. God. I literally was just telling Richie that I want to call, you, you know, Romy. And then, and then so I, I look at it as, okay, sometimes it's coincidence because you guys talk often. But really, no, you just emitted some fucking... Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, energy that she received and it made her think about you. And then she, you know, and then boom, you have that. That happens to me a lot. Or I'll like tell somebody something and they're like, dude, this just happened. Like, why are you like, how do you even know? And I'm like, right. Romy knows. <laughs> Romy knows. You got you to put that on a shirt. Fuck yeah. You got to put that on a shirt. Sell it. Sell it at Almond Vine. Romy That'd be dope. The, my clients. Romy knows. Romy's always right. I'm not always right, but I'm always right. <laughs> well, the always right one. That, that one's not going to be your hottest seller. Well, a lot of people work. Romy, no, Romy knows sounds dope. You my really got to do that. We got to hashtag that one. From here on out, every time you fucking post something, you just got to put hashtag Romy, Romy knows. knows. I be knowing. <laughs> I be acting like I don't know, but I be knowing. I be knowing. That's another. That, that one I might have to steal from you. Make that old black sheep one. I be knowing. <laughs> um, how's everything going at the actual business i know that businesses have had a rough time going through covid one two uh yours is more involved with you know uh, people you know sitting beside each other breathing in and out you know all that stuff three when you open up a business you're, you're supposed to expect up to three years mandatory of being in the red um if you get it out of year that's awesome you know but that's what's supposed to be how are you guys doing? Is, is, is it going well enough? Is, 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 I mean, you know, you don't got to disclose private stuff, yeah. but is it? <clears throat> Honestly, like considering everything that's going on, we're good. We're, yeah. we're happy. Like we, we created this space. Like I said, like I wanted people to find healing. We want people to be happy. We want people to feel good. We want to do good for the community. So I feel that that intention that we put into it, makes all the difference because people literally walk into the space and they're like, wow, like it feels so good in here and you can't fake energy. Damn right. I, I like that. You can't, you can't. And then you always got people posting stuff, you know, uh, you, I don't know them, but they, you always shout them out when they shout you out. And I think it's awesome. And, uh, we definitely want to try to, you know, help, help get people over there. I'm going to be one of them for sure. It's going to be, um, it's going to be different for me. I've never done this. You know, I'm a little weird with it, but I'm going to do it. We have our one year anniversary next month on the 27th. 
We're having a nice party. Well, there you go. What's up, everybody? Just want to take a quick second to tell you guys, thank you so much for all the love and support. We are officially into season four of the podcast, and I have an array of brand new guests that you guys are going to love. For now, enjoy the rest of the show. So alongside Almond Vine and the teachings and everything, I remember that I saw you doing, I guess what I would call retreats, right? When you invite people to go to certain locations and and then, so is this kind of like doing what you do at your place, but connecting with nature and doing it out there? Yeah. So I hold retreats in North Carolina. As of right now, I'm hoping to expand to other places once I fin- figure out the logistics. But right now I do two retreats a year in North Carolina and just being there and connecting to, you know, that energy and the mountains. And I love my favorite part is there's no reception Oh, nice. It forces a lot of people, like, to disconnect, and a lot of people struggle with that. You you choose, oh, hell yeah, they're fucking addicted. Like, they're addicted more than what they even think that they're addicted. Like, dead ass. It's crazy. Even the mechanics of your arm is used to always bring something up. Mm -hmm. Or, like, tapping your screen. As well, all that, yeah, 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 without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, Do you guys always choose the same, I don't know, lodges or Airbnb? Like, how's it done? No, well, now we have like a, yeah, well, we don't stay together. We learned, <laughs> like we've learned, my, my my partner and I, that we do this, my best friend, we do this together and we've done four retreats, I think it is. And we've learned so much from each and every one. And um, no, like we, we hold it at one place and then people come to the house because we also, we want to like help as many people as possible. So like the ticket number is not, as high as any other retreats. So it's Mm. very affordable. So in order for us to do that, you know, we're going to, you know, have to have you stay at your own place, provide your own food with the exception of the last night that we make dinner for them. But we make it affordable in that way. And it's gone good. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I think the last time you had about how many people? The last one. 20, 14, somewhere around there. 20 something. Damn, that's a good amount. And it's crazy because the first Are they all time, couples or was there a lot of single people or people who went no, without people, their significant other? Yeah, a mix. And there's people that have never met us that found us on Instagram from other states that go alone. And I feel like that's so brave. And I, I think it's but really that's really cool. That's really fucking... That's really fucking Dropping cool. your balls and, and giving, you know, uh, the universe... Yeah, whenever somebody does that, I... I take a moment to like acknowledge that because nice. that's some people can't even go to a fucking dinner by, by themselves. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Didn't we speak about that at lunch? Like I, I mean, you, you're a mother, so I, it might be different with you to go on yourself, but I don't hesitate to go no. to dinner by myself. Go have a couple beers by myself. No, and people I, look at me like I, I'm weird. Like I you're the weird that. one. Yeah. I enjoy that. If you, some people are so uncomfortable with themselves that they mm. can't stand to be alone. Preach. With themselves. Preach. So it's, it's, yeah. It's a sad thing. It's a sad thing. And it's even sadder because a lot of times they don't realize it. They you know, I don't I don't I'm not sticking up for people because you know, I can I can take my turn on bashing people when it comes to soft ass things and whatever whatever. But I think a lot of times to some of their defenses, they don't realize how addicted they are to certain things, how oh yeah, I don't care what anybody thinks. Bullshit. If you didn't and you're hungry, you'll take your ass to the restaurant and have a meal all by yourself, period. That, that, that's it. So you can no longer use that statement. And it's crazy. I had I, re- I remember this one girl. I, think, I don't know if you remember her. her name Julie, do you remember her? Mm. But we were, having, we were having lunch one day, 
And there was like this guy eating by himself. And she's like, about to start crying because the guy's alone eating. And I'm like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? She goes, I just guy. feel so bad for him. Like he's by himself eating. I'm like, he's probably happy as fuck to be alone. Like you don't know his life. Yeah. You know, like me, I, I love going to places by myself. You know, I remember I had this. man, Amazing, great guy, older guy. Um, I met him at the gym. This was years ago. He, he, he might have passed by now. I don't know. But I met him at the gym, and I was just on a whole, well, like, I like I'm always there. I'm always on a positive high. I love or hate viejos. If you're a friendly viejo, I'm going to adore you. But if you're one of those on my gals who, you know, you think you're better than everyone because you went through so much that we didn't, I'm not going to vibe with you. you. You can't lose that attitude. Oh, you don't know how we had it back then. Okay, cool. Times have changed. Stop being so grumpy, you know? Um, this guy was different. He was the one that I love. And comes up to me, he saw me chopping it up with some woman who I just met on the fly, but he knew, she was asking me for some advice. He knew I didn't know her. So he saw our energy, he saw the vibe, and he walks up, and she's like, oh, hey, you know, whatever, whatever. And she's like, okay, well, thank you so much, my mother, and walks away. And I looked at him, and I was like, what's, what's up, brother, how you doing, man? And, he, and uh, I presented myself, and he goes, you are so vibrant. You're so full of this great energy. I can totally see in you. And just, boom, started complimenting me. And you hold your shoulders up high. Just started talking about my, you know, how it looks like I'm a man's man. And blah, blah, blah. All this good stuff. And then he goes, I don't need to know your story. But I know that you got Christ in you. And blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, oh, man. He threw that one at me. Fuck. And I literally paused, Romeo. I was like, man, do I let the old man have it and just let him just run with it. Yeah, man, you know, you know, I got I got Jesus in my soul, whatever. Or do I, not for an ego thing, I just think that it needs to be done. It, it, it's the responsible thing for me to do to remind people I'm not a religious person at all. I'm, I'm agnostic, and I can be just as happy as you think you are as a born-again Christian. You know, that's all, and you just need to respect that. So when he told me that, and he goes, what church do you go to? I said, on the contrary, this is all in Spanish, by the way. I said, on the contrary, sir. I'm, I have no God in my life. I'm not a religious person at all. He goes, no, I'm sorry, son. It's not possible. There's no way you can be as energetic as you are and as vibrant as you are. I, tr I, I know I go to church. I this, I that. I know one of God's soldiers when I see one. Blah, 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 and I'm like, sir, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this. This is getting a little awkward. I mean, I'm flattered by the things you're saying, but I just got to be honest with you. I'm just somebody who believes, you know, you don't need a God or a Jesus to be where I'm at, but I, I'm glad that you catch those vibes. And anyhow, it didn't get ugly. Eventually he was just like, you just don't know it, but he's in you and he's going to pop up. And one day you're going to, you know, uh, open your arms to him and then you'll remember me when I told you this. And that's how he kind of, you know, shook it off and walked away. God be with you and boom, he bounced. So I feel like that was a weird thing because, um, you know, we, we all have our, are ways of reaching, you know, this, this happiness and you, you don't have to use the next person's way of doing it. And the same thing is if you're that comfortable on just being by yourself, you're not going to worry about dinner and you're not going to look at other people like there's like your, your girlfriend did, like she was sad for that guy. It's like, dude, there's people, there's, there's a lot of us out there. We don't need what everybody else needs, you know, really don't. I would love to do one of those, um, re retreats. June. That, that, birthday. that would be, Oh, did I, did I? I thought we were going to do something weird for a combined thing for our birthday. It wasn't it was like not, two weeks before your birthday. I'm not a big birthday celebrator, so, but I just thought we talked about something. But anyhow, okay, North Carolina. I got a hookup at North Carolina. I really what do. What type of hookup is that? Could go many ways. She, she know, no, <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> it's not the t shirt, guys. 
Uh, no, somebody who owns property over there, who owns okay. a, a little cabin somewhere there um, in a very desolate area because she said that if it's not like a season, the right season, like the whole town shuts down. Like you can go stay wherever, but you're not going to have the amenities of going down, you know, down the mountain to, to go to this bar and to buy this, you know, stuff. Right. Like it's one of those places. That's how desolate yeah, it is. So. We, we do our retreats in Hot Springs. Hot so Springs, it's okay. like maybe like an hour away from Asheville. Tennessee? No, Asheville. Oh, Asheville. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said Nashville. I was like, no, wait, wait. Asheville, Asheville, Asheville. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I don't know where her cabin is, but I'm going to ask her. I'm going to ask her. We give the, when somebody like books with us, we give them the address of the cabin so they could find an Airbnb or hotel or something around that area. Because I had the experience of when I went to a retreat over there for the first time, my house was an hour away and driving to the retreat house was a bitch. Mm. And that's not something that you want you to know. happen during those time. You're trying to get <laughs> all kind of peacefulness. Yeah. And it, I mean, if people, there's going to be people that don't listen and don't pay attention, but then I see it as those are lessons you need to learn versus my partner that she's, I'm like the yang and she's digging. She's like, Oh, my angels, like <laughs> I'll take care of you. And I'm like, we're stopping this. This is not what we're doing. <laughs> Speaking of your partner, um, Who's your, give your partner a shout out. The, talking about the one that you, uh, um, Maya, Maya Rodriguez. Partner. Maya Rodriguez. She's amazing. Maya. Yeah. She, she owns, um, Maya's healing space. She's a beautiful soul. Like it's, it's, our story is so beautiful because we had the opportunity to meet so many years before, but we weren't in a place to, to know each other and build this beautiful relationship that we have. And we work so well together. Like we'll do, the, we'll be doing the sound healing. And all of a sudden, like, birds will start singing, and it's just, like, magic. And then people are like, I thought that was, like, the radio. I'm like, the radio's off. It's just us. It's, it's a real it factor. It's beautiful. Like, I love working with her. I'm so grateful to have her as, you know, my person and my best friend. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's it, that's one of the most difficult things about a, a business partnership is, mm-hmm. you know, the the – Basically, the, the, the relationship that you guys share, somebody always falls off. Somebody always is doing more than the other person. Or, or it was all based on business, not a true friendship. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a very it's difficult thing to mix. And, and talking, a lot of conversation. Communication. Like, friendship, any relationship that you have, like, people don't want to talk anymore. Like, people want to hold things back, and then they just want to be mad instead of, like, oh, like, what's wrong with you? Nothing. Right. And obviously something's wrong with you. Like, let's talk about it. Let's clear it out. Let's get this issue resolved. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, something that I just, healthy. I just saw, um, on TikTok. It was really good. Um, I don't know who posted it. Psychologist, somebody posted it, whatever. But it was basically like to, to add to what we continuously say, which is communication is key, mm-hmm. which it is obviously that's probably number one, but, and this was the point of it. Sometimes communication is is not just the key because it doesn't matter how much you communicate. If you don't understand what I'm communicating, then it's really communication isn't the key. You need to you need to you need to understand that, you know, when somebody expresses themselves, what are they trying to tell you? Because just because they communicated, what do you mean you, I didn't communicate? I fucking told you all this and that. Well, I didn't know that's what you were saying. Right. I remember you said all that, but I didn't know that's what you meant. And that's why part of like building conscious relationships is asking questions. It's like having that comfort of being like, I don't understand. Like, I'm sorry. Like I care about you enough that I want to understand where you're coming from. And it's, I just don't get it. Like, 
I'm here. Just explain it to me. Have patience, whatever. And sometimes, like, people could get impatient. But if the person is showing you that they care about you enough, that they want to keep you in your life, and they want to understand you, like, you're going to go, and you're going to, and you're going to, allow yourself to open up and continue and that's very important when building conscious because my my friendships are very conscious and anybody i date like i'm trying to build a conscious relationship and when i think back it's like when people try to do these things back then like an unhealed person is going to be like oh my god like you're so dramatic like you always want to talk and talk and talk and it's like yes because if you don't talk then (laughs) what the fuck like you're not gonna understand anything right right who's who's the asshole who said that comment a lot of people i used to be that asshole (laughs) again bro why are you being so dramatic (laughs) that's not even dramatic that's no but that was me like i couldn't take it but now i understand like i will sit there and i'll be like okay and sometimes we we start feeling things and we don't want to tell the person that we're with like this is coming up for me because you don't want them to reject you excuse me reject you or think differently of you or whatever and then we just hold it in Mm -hmm. like what are you building there there's no authenticity there's no like real shit like going down if you come like look i feel like you know, you're triggering my abandonment issue because whatever, whatever, whatever. And the prince, like, I see how that makes sense. You know, that's not my intention. I'm going to be more aware. So stuff like that doesn't happen. So on that note, right, I, I told you I hung out with my homegirl last night. I haven't seen her in, you know, like 15 years. And shout out to my homegirl, Liza. What's up, sweetie? Um, so we were catching up, and, you know, when, when she was asking me about the podcast and this and that, she goes, Wes, I just knew you were going to do something like that. Back then, I'm like, no way. I didn't fucking know it. I never thought about this. I was like, why would you think that? She goes, because you were always trying to spit some type of knowledge to somebody. You weren't you weren't just talking shit that nobody wanted to hear that people got annoyed about. You were just trying to always help somebody become better, but you weren't overly preachy about it. You would just be like, hey, man, you should probably do this. Right? And I was like, yeah, I've always been like that, but you really thought that. She's like, man, you like to help people. But you just don't give it off. Like, you know, the tattoos, your face, your, your this, your that. Your what? What'd you? Gemini. Gemini. Those are your Gemini shirts. I, I literally told you. I get some Gemini shirts on, man. <laughs> um, but, you know, and when we were discussing it, I, I told her that, man, one of the things that I've, I mean, I love, you know, and I gave her the details. You know, podcasts don't make money. For all you guys who want to do podcasts, it's not a money maker. It's just you love what you do. Mm-hmm. You love to have the conversations. You love to dig, you know, dive deep into whatever topic you're into. I don't care if it's sewing, if it's MMA, if it's, you know, holistic medicine, whatever it is. You really have to appreciate it. Money will come with sponsors in the future, so on and so forth. But we were talking about this, and I told her that, man, one of the things that I love the most out of doing the podcast is, even though I, I'm flattered by the compliments of I was always a good talker and this and this and that, I feel like I became, like I got my master's in conversation. And I think most people lack that. They don't understand what it is to have a good conversation, meaning say your part, make sure it's informative, not insulting, so on and so forth. Because if you don't deliver the right thing, then someone's not going to be wanting to accept it. Now, flip the roles around. When you're done talking and someone else talks, stop thinking about what to tell them as a response. Stop thinking about the reaction that you have floating in your head, like what's called step on the ants. Kill all those little thoughts. Step on the ants and focus on what this person's saying so that you can have a better understanding of what they're trying to relay to you because they might be emotionally invested. They might be riled up a slight bit. They might, you know, be on some whatever shit just happened and hit the fan. You have to really pay close attention. Majority of people don't do that. 
even when you're talking about the relationship, hey, we're communicating, but shit's still fucked up. Well, because truth is, if I had a camera on and I'm paying attention, when we were communicating, it was you talking, and I'm over here thinking, bro, just let her talk and let this shit get over with. Tell her you're right. I'm sorry, babe. My bad. Let, can we get over it? Can we, can we get back to dinner? And really nothing got resolved. No. That was the wrong thing to do. I did not pay attention Correct. to what you were really trying to relay. Because had, had I done that, you know, things could be different and they're not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it all comes to that. It, it's not always communication. You really got, I don't, I don't use that love language reference. That's not my thing. I don't like that terminology. Oh, but you don't speak my love language. Man, there's no real love. Love language is something completely different. No, I know, but, but people, people use it even on, you have to know the type of person I am in order to communicate something to me. In order to get me to like show, something, yeah, yeah no, you, show you, affection. yeah. Well, and I'm not even talking about the intimate part. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the love languages as to like, hey, man, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get the best out of me if you come at me that way. Mm-hmm. This is how you talk to me, you know, like homeboys, five homeboys. You wouldn't think there's five love languages there, right? But there is love languages. You know, when you talk to Jimmy like that, man, he's sensitive. When you want to tell Jimmy he fucked up, you got to tell him different. When you tell Wes he fucked up, you can tell him, bro, you fucked up, you know. Mm-hmm. We have different languages. I don't like to use that reference. The, the point is that to become a better person, especially when it comes to getting to know people, you got to shut the fuck up and really pay attention to what they're trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. That, that's my biggest point. I, don't, I just don't think people practice it enough. They just want to move on to the next thing, get it over with. Yeah, because the thing is that like people don't listen to like really listen to the person all the right. time. They listen to respond. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. they like to hear themselves talk. And there's no... Like, dialogue really, like, happening. I love to shut the fuck up. I love it. I, I always, I, I don't say it on every podcast, but one of my favorite lines that I live and die by is, I think it was uh, Robert Emerson who said it, I think. Um, knowledge speaks, wisdom listens. That's it. Cold cut, dry. That's it. Knowledge speaks, wisdom listens. You can make what you want out of that. The same way if you look at a piece of art, Oh, that looks beautiful. That looks like this. Oh, that, to me, that looks like he was, you know, expressing his pain because it is, however you want to, well, to me, knowledge speaks, wisdom listens is if you're going to talk, make sure you're spitting some fire. Make sure you're, you're, you're kicking out some information. It, this, this is something worthy of listening to. Otherwise, you should probably shut the fuck up. And when you do shut the fuck up, be wise enough to just stay quiet and really pay attention to what the other person is saying so you can understand what they're trying to relay, you know? And uh, to me, that's bettered my life immensely. I mean, uh, obviously, it has to be like a person that's willing to. Of course. Because it's work. That shit is hard. You know what I mean? So if you really care about the person and somebody like is telling you, I'm feeling this way. I want this. This is what works for me. What doesn't like you want to pay attention to that. Right. Mm -hmm. But people get in relationships for like reasons that it's like, oh, don't talk about marriage or kids. I'm like, okay, but like. Do you, does your person know that these are not the things we talked about? Um, right. First date, like the, the questions that we ask yep, and we stuff did. like that. Like, yep. let them know from the get. Yep. Like, don't have like this highlight reel of like pretending to be this person mm-hmm. and then like three months later get pissed because you're not showing up the way you showed up in the right. beginning. Right. Because oh, you're you, being fake. You, you changed, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're not the same. Oh, you put on a front, you know, you, you put on a front and you shouldn't. Yeah, we definitely talked about mm-hmm. that. I, and I get picked on all the, well, now you get picked on because I didn't fucking make somebody call their mom right in front of me. But, you know, I get picked on because of my hit list. My, you know, seven out of these ten better check off. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, then that's You it. have a list too? For sure. Oh, my God. People think I'm insane. <laughs> see? You see what I mean? I'm telling you. This is all the time. But it's. Yes. I, don't, I think these people are fucking crazy. But, you know, I'm this like, is how I you? see it. This is how I see it. I write the list. These are the qualities and the things that I want in my person. 
right? So now I'm intentionally putting that energy down. Now I'm going to manifest this person, right? Mm-hmm. I also have to become the person this person deserves because right. you want all this shit, but you don't deserve it. Right. 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 So anybody could call me crazy, but that list, that's some real shit. Of course. I, I, I don't want to talk nobody down, but I, I want to ask people, where's your list? Mm-hmm. What kind of dummy are you? Like the smartest, richest people in the world will tell you, you should have a checklist of every day of what you're going to do. Right. They'll tell you you should write shit all the time. They'll tell you when you got thoughts of it. So it's very real. You need the, what is your bar and why? Does it make sense? Does it make sense? Do, do you want a 10, but you're a fucking five? Doesn't make sense, Correct. bro. Let's, let's fix this, okay? Yeah. But what makes sense? How, what, what do you get along with? What do you like to do? Well, I like to do X, Y, and Z. Well, you should find somebody who does X, Y, and Z. Correct. But you can also be realistic and not expect them to have to do x y and z and just say at least x and y z is okay if it's not there because you know this is where you have the meshing part but you gotta have a list if you don't got a list i think you're a, you're a dodo head and this is why majority of people go through so many not you divorces and breakups and all that damn you just wasted the fuck out of your time you know exactly. well, um i also think that given the exceptions and i always say there's always exceptions the people who go through the fucking gutter you know, who go through some shit, who experience some shit, and you definitely have. And I know that we didn't go into detail. We didn't have to, but, you know, you've, you've gone from everything in your upbringing, you know, from negligence to a little bit of abusiveness with your, your sister and, and then whatever might have happened behind closed doors with whoever else and just moving on forward and the party and the drugs. A lot of times when you hit the bottom, man, those people become amazing if they want it bad enough because they were at the bottom and they had to go through this craziness and they had to acknowledge that they had these issues in order to bloom into something else. Kind of like, maybe not the best example, but kind of like Sigmund Freud. Not everybody agrees with all his teachings, but he wouldn't have had, he wouldn't have had, had, had such breakthroughs had he not put himself into that craziness, doing those drugs, mm-hmm. trying his bisexuality out. I think he was more gay than not, though. I forgot the details on that. Um, but these type of people tend to become amazing people, and I know that because I gravitate towards them. But then you can go the opposite way as well. Right. You we, can we know use that. it use use it as be, becoming a victim and yeah. everything happens to me. Right. And like and this then is you my never life. Get out of and that. like yep. of course. And da-da. of course, that's your reality. That's and what then you, you tell can, yourself. And, and you can spiral down even lower mm-hmm. and be like, fuck it, this is where I'm at. It's not gonna get any better. And then you take yourself down. Mm-hmm. You are the complete opposite though, mm-hmm. Romy. You know, it, you. it you have a great, amazing story, you know, that uh, I think can even be told in more details in some people. Yeah. You should probably write a book in the future. You should think it's, about that. I have. You, okay, you yeah. should. You should. Um, but I definitely know that people are going to gravitate towards you and they're going to want to know more about you. Let's give them some information so that they can uh, they know where they can follow you. They know where Almond Vine is at, when your next retreat is, when that year mm-hmm. um, anniversary is, and anything else you got going on. Give them okay. yeah, your social so, media. So my social media is at Romy Moreno underscore. Website, same, RomyMoreno.com. Om and Vine is at Om period Vine. And we're located on Coral Way and like 142nd Avenue. And the MIA. Yes. So Miami, Miami, South Florida, make sure you guys show you yes. love. We have our one-year anniversary <clears throat> party next next month. And it's going to be a brunch style, you know, free drinks for the first two hours, 11 to 4. I'll be able to drink by then. I'll be done with my challenge. Oh, yes, yeah, right, your challenge, yes. <laughs> So, um, yeah. And then the, the, um, the retreats. retreats. So my the next, next one. North Carolina retreat is going to be in June, June 8th through the 10th. So it's a three-day retreat. 
And then I'm also going to be doing like one day retreats at Omen Vine. So the next one would be the 27th of March. And I hold moon ceremonies for the new moon. New moon is for manifesting and we dive deep into that. Are these, are these at the... the Omen Vine. Okay. Yeah. So I do sound healing. We do intentional work. I do a full moon, um, moon magic where I use the energy of whatever moon it's in. And then we'll do a little ritual and it's beautiful stuff. Sounds it. And, and I gave you my word and I'm definitely going to back it up. I'm going to do the sound thing with you mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to the anniversary for sure. And, and hopefully I'll be on that next retreat. That one, I don't want to commit. I know I want to go to a retreat because I love that. You'll be at one. Yeah, I'll be at one. I just don't want to say it's going to be the March one because hopefully I'm getting carried away with different things that I want to do as well. So we'll see about that. But, hon, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you doing the podcast with me. I thought it was awesome. You're an awesome person. Thank Great you. story. And uh, you helped me bring back this uh, fourth season to go into full effect. You still owe me my whatever readings i'm gonna i'm right after like we we're okay done. we're gonna do this she's gonna drop the fucking hammer on there's me a lot there's gonna, a lot you made it seem like something's going on. i don't give a fuck i'm a gemini bring it on i take how it all how would you on. feel Come. how would you feel if i tell you like your your life purpose is to like instead of being so independent you're a very independent person i'm all about me like i take care of myself like i don't count on anybody mm-hmm. yes what if i told you you had to be the opposite but like I you had, you have to. Your 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 purpose is to like work with people and be more patient with people. Because we had a conversation by that. But I have no too. problem with that though. More than being like asking for help and not being so independent. I don't. I don't have a problem with asking for help. I just don't know where, where I would, what kind of help I would ask for right now. Anything. I mean, anything like my my main help right now that I need is is to increase the podcast. I need an engineer in here. So I need somebody who can smash these buttons and do all editing on the fly so that I can post this thing tomorrow. That's what I need help in. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to. You know, no, I know. No, it's fine. It, it, You're making it seem like so, it might be deeper. So I don't know. Well, yeah. The thing is that what I look at when um, the first thing I look at when I pull my client's charts are the nodes, the north node and the south node. So the south node is basically like the energy that you came in to this lifetime from a past life. Right. So that's the energy that we're comfortable in being. The North Node is a complete opposite sign. So it's going to be uncomfortable to go towards that North Node energy. So your South Node is in Aries and your North Node is in Libra. So it's like a, we talked about. a long early, walk? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> very. It, my, north, my nodes are opposite of yours. So my South is Libra and my North Node is Aries. So that's actually learning this is what actually pushed me to go forth with my divorce actually because i realized how how when when my coaches told me and and maya told me you know when you decide what you're going to do with your marriage is when you're going to level up libra is all about balance they represent the scales so balance you know keeping everybody happy and content people come to you and they talk to you and you're like the mediator for me, it was like, since my marriage was in toxic, we got along, whatever. I was like, maybe there isn't anything more for me out there. I could stay in this marriage. It's fine. Aries is more like me. Like, I'm doing me no matter what. I don't care who it hurts or whatever. I'm not going to consider anybody else. It's all about what I want to do and making decisions. Like, not intentionally hurt people, but going head first in, in whatever decisions you're going to make. 
So in order, I saw how I was doing that with my marriage because I would have, I would talk um, about like wanting to separate. And then the next day I would be like, maybe not like, you know, like right. it's whatever. And then I noticed I did that the next day after we had our conversation. Like I saw, I felt that feeling of my just trying to keep the peace. And I was just like, oh, this is what that is. So I'm going to do the opposite. My advantage is because my moon is in Aries, it doesn't feel that uncomfortable to go there. So for me to tell you to be more like Libra, it makes me cringe because I'm not like that. Like to the extent of like, since my emotions are like Aries, I'm able to go and like, no, I'm going to do what's right for me. Be selfish, right? right? In a non like asshole way. So this this is what I'll do because I I definitely don't want to bore people with my either I'm acting like uh, you know I'm better than what I am and I I I don't care to open up with whatever Mm -hmm. I mean reach out for help or I don't want to bore them with you know um, telling them okay yeah I need help this net you're gonna give me the details Mm -hmm. right you're gonna give me a full fucking spreadsheet of shit of everything I want to hear it all and I like to learn I like to learn this is you know again I'm not saying that I'm Full blown on board with these no. beliefs, but but they're entertaining and I like mm-hmm. you know what's behind it and, and it's intriguing and I'm gonna entertain it. So, again, thank you so much for coming. We're Welcome. gonna get people to follow up. You guys, make sure you go follow her and uh, have a beautiful day. Thank you. Appreciate it.